And we're live. Bit of a gap there. Ah, hello. <laughs> Good evening, all. And here we are. I've just had my dinner. That's why we're a bit late. Oh, as usual. Uh, I'm just having my dinner. <laughs> and I'm trying to breathe a bit. Yeah. Stop trying to breathe. breathe. Yeah, um, in, in in my experiment, I've discovered you can't bre <laughs> breathe beer. So <laughs> you can, but it's painful. Isn't it? <coughs> I, I I was lucky; it was only a little bit. I caught it just in time. Mm. I also found out even if the beer is really low alcohol, you cannot use it as a substitute for water in a bong. <laughs> oh no! What happens? Projectile vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was like amazingly fast and violent reaction as well. I was like, oh, okay, um, never doing that. So it literally hit you, hit your lungs, and then. Well, because I, I was I was drinking skull, and it's like, well, it's zero point five percent. I mean, that's close to water, right? Nope, no, it's not. Not for the purposes of inhaling. Um, I put I maybe put Stella in my one. Skull. Maybe should have used skull. Hey, should have used Stella. I put Stella in the bong once, and I didn't vomit everywhere. Yeah, it was... Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe I inhaled it, or maybe it was foamy, but either way, it just something about it was just like, nope, that's that's not staying down. <laughs> <laughs> maybe try it with flat beer next time. Yeah, that was probably... It was fresh I think it's the, the bubbles. <clears throat> yeah, probably. Could have been. I, I oh, just a carbonated drink through the bottom. That would yeah. ruin your bottle later. Mm. Well, the bottle was literally just a like recycled can with um. All right. <laughs> it was one of those. I'm a teenager and I don't. I can't have a bong at home. Bongs. Do you not remember? <laughs> um, do, do, you ever heard the uh, Dennis Leary stand up? No cure for cancer. He said, "I did. I didn't give up. I didn't give give up doing doing drugs because." Uh, because it was it it was turning me into degenerate. I stopped doing drugs. It turned me into a carpenter. It's <laughs> <laughs> about all the stuff they used to make bongs out of. <laughs> he said. He said. He said. He, he said. Uh, drugs don't. Drugs don't lead. Drugs don't lead to more drugs. They lead to carpentry. <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean. You give a guy some some weed and no means to smoke him, you turn into MacGyver. Yeah. Let's <laughs> see. Yeah. I, I got I got a Tic Tacs case, some paper clips, and a straw. Yeah, we can smoke this. Yeah. I've got uh, I've got a Pringles can. I've got a Dr Pepper bottle, and I've got some tin foil. Right, let's go. <laughs> let's do this. I mean. You know that's easy street. What what you you know real, real, real desperate smoking houses like I've got nothing but a potato. How do I smoke this? Proceed to make out a potato. <laughs> I've seen someone make a bong out of an apple. Oh yeah, no, I, I that as well. I mean, carrots make quite quite good pipes, and um, they they don't burn easily because they're a carrot. Yeah, <laughs> just makes me think about that. Uh, do you remember the young ones? Could you have a lover cripple? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping if I keep talking about improvised bong, Zero will pop up. It's like, all right, guys. <laughs> Zero, come back. Zero, come back to us. Uh, I, Zero, I'll come keep, back. 
I absolutely fucking love Zero. Please, please come back, Zero. You don't have to do any work. Just start talking about, like, isn't it really weird? Like, you're boiling a cup of tea and it's like, there's this magic current which is going through copper cables mm. and that's heating up water. Why does the water make noise when you boil it? Isn't it just weird how we take that for granted? Ah, <laughs> oh, just zero stories. I, I met a gnome once. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, zero. Everybody, everybody, go back and listen to some zero recordings. That, that that was like fourteen's, you know, Citizen Kane moment. <laughs> that was the difficult second series with zero, wasn't it? <laughs> that was like uh, the the first series, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Second series with zero was like um, was Temple of Doom because it was good in its own way, and then like the third was Back to Basics, weren't it? As I call, I call them series by which presenters we got. So are we now in the Crystal Skull territory? Yeah, that was Nordic. Nord- Nordic, I should be in the Crystal Skull. <laughs> oh, it'll Hi. still be better than whatever the new. Uh, I can't believe they're making a new Indiana Yeah, yeah, Jones Mad, Mad, Mad Fuzz has in series as ushered in series five, which is the new new Indiana Jones movie. Geriatric Jones. Geriatric Jones. He's getting sidelined <laughs> side and replaced, isn't he, by someone who played a droid in Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, what is he getting that? What's the name of that little dwarf that played R2-T2? Who's in Ken- Necrocorn? Kenny Baker. Is that the one? What? Where is Mad Fuzz this week? No, Warwick, you're I... talking about Warwick Davis was an e- Ewok. Warwick Davis, that's Warwick it. Davis yeah. was an e- Ewok. Um, yeah, he was an Ewok. Oh, yeah. wait, he didn't play R2-T2. No. No, and he wasn't wicked. it a gay? Dude I think he might. Have, I think he might have done in the. He might have done in the new trilogy. I'm not. I'm not one hundred percent sure. Wasn't C three PO a bender? Well, they is. needed to find. Oh, a, a, a Missy. Missy says to me the other day. Uh, she goes, uh, "Which which actor?" She thought she was going to. She thought she she was going to trip me up. She says, "Which actor has been in all nine of the Star Wars movies?" I said, "Yeah, easy. C three PO." Said, "No, it weren't." <laughs> I said, <laughs> oh. she said, no, it wasn't. It said it was played R2-D2. I said, no, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's um, true, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, Kenny Baker died, didn't he? Yeah. Wait a minute, what's There's he on the... It's they don't tend to live long lives. Hmm. I don't know, he was pretty Full old, Kenny brain. Baker was, weren't he? <laughs> I'll tell you one of the real one of the real mysteries was how did Stephen Hawking live so long when he had ALS? I mean, do you remember the ice bucket challenge? It was all about like, oh yeah, people with ALS don't live very long. So you're kidding me. Nineteen thirty-four to twenty sixteen, Kenny Baker, eighty-one when he died. So so much so much so much for for not not living that long, mate. The ice bucket challenge. That's when everyone was chucking fucking uh, the buckets of ice cold water over their heads, wasn't it, Hobbit? It was for ALS, and then the most famous victim of ALS is Stephen Hawking. Yeah. And they're saying like, "Oh yeah, people with ALS, they're lucky if they live five years." And it's like, but Stephen Hawking's had it like thirty, forty years or so. Yeah, explain the talking computer. Well, he, was, man, he, was kind of, he was kind of he was kind of he was mega famous for about twenty years, weren't he? Like, British, I mean, when was a brief history? When did, when did a brief history of time come out? 
He was a regular on all the nerd shows. He was on Simpsons, Futurama, The Sheldon Show. You know, the, the Sheldon uh, scene in, in university. Oh, sorry, Edelstein. Oh, 1980. Not fucking hell. 1988, you wrote that. Brief history Fuck. time. Mm. Wasn't as good as Terminator, was it? The film yeah. about Stephen Hawking was pretty good. If, if we're going on about time traveling fiction, you know, I think Terminator is a better story than Brief History of Time. I mean, <laughs> they haven't made a movie adaptation of it. Uh, I don't know. Butterfly Effect was all right, but I don't know. Some of those endings. Uh, the, the one where he strangles himself in the wound was, wound was a bit... Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a bit rubbish, it's wasn't it? Right. It's just Ashton Kutcher. I don't fucking like Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> the premise yeah. of the film is good. I just don't like him as a fucking actor. Uh, yeah, is he in Jude West One Yeah. Yeah, he was. Oh, him. Yeah, I'm used to jerk. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was he was banging Demi, Demi Moore for like the best years, really, weren't he? He had the best years of Demi yeah. Moore, and then he then he fucking binned her, didn't he? The other actor I don't like is Kiefer Sutherland. All oh, right, yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't like why? Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> because like you know how some people are method actors, and some people are just like they play themselves in the film. Yeah. Like, if you need a film with Brad Dourif in it, you cast Brad Dourif. Jack um, Nicholson. If oh, you need, oh, um, actually, speaking of Jack Nicholson, has anybody seen um, Doctor Sleep yet? The sequel to The Shining. No. no. Uh, for, sequels, are, sequels, all right, but the the, the dude playing uh, Jack Nicholson did quite well. Uh, no, I haven't seen it. Because I don't know spoilers. He, he, they go back to the Overlook. He goes back to the Overlook, and he has to deal with his dad's spirit. Oh, can I just say to the audience, seeing as we'll be talking about sound in this episode, yeah. John Hutchinson will definitely get mentioned. <laughs> it's coming. Oh, Jim, Jim Cook had a point with Kenny Baker. Did he have a, did he have a point with John Hutchinson? Oh, pretty, fun, pretty funny guy to chat to. He was just buying the drinks all afternoon. Nice one, Jim. Yeah, nice one. <laughs> yeah, Kenny, Kenny Baker was in... Uh, Speaking of time, he was in the Time Bandits. You seen Time Bandits, Hobbit? Oh, Time Bandits is brilliant. Isn't he also mm. in Baron von Munchausen? Uh, no, I think that's another dwarf. I think. <laughs> Baron uh, Adventures of Baron Munchausen is a decent film. That's um, what's his name again? Terry Gilliam again, isn't it? Yeah. God, Good Hobbit. Point. That's another retard. Get your retards right. <laughs> Well, yeah. You, yeah, you're not very good How with many... dwarfs. So you not you don't know your dwarfs, do you? <laughs> they all look the same to me. What? Why am I supposed to We're gonna have to do a dwarf quiz on JD Lee on Tuesday. Am I supposed to be like some dwarf connoisseur and just go, "Oh yes, I know that one." <laughs> you fucking racist. <laughs> Little you fucking people racist. <laughs> you know they will refer to us as biggers, right? <laughs> Fuck those little people. smallest. <laughs> And, and, and you know what? I mean, the, the fairies are dangerous, right? And what do people refer to them? Little people. So there you go. To be fair, Hobbit, you're you're only five inches taller than a midget. Ah, uh, yeah, but hobbits are not dwarves, are they? Uh, no, no. It was one. It was one called Jack. It was a midget called Jack Purvis that was in uh, Time Bandits. Jack Purvis. Oh, he yeah. was he was chief. He was he was also Chief Jower in Episode Four of Star Wars. 
if there, if there's like oh. a midget, if there's a midget that's over like fifty, it, chances are he was probably in Star Wars, aren't there? What does the Chief Jawa do? He goes Udini first. <laughs> Is he the one that goes? <laughs> and then yeah. uh, Willow. Are you guys seen Willow? Well, we're talking about George Lucas. Are we I've, just going to do? Are we, are we, should we just that do Warwick. stuff where we can only we can only talk in segways? Wasn't that Warwick, wasn't that Warwick Davis in uh, Willow? Well, I segwayed that because it was it was written by George Lucas. We just did we just doing word association, aren't we? Yeah, is, is this going to be our Dharma Captain Agra episode if we're doing segways? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you you seen this film? <laughs> Have you seen this film? Hey, bridge over the River Kwai. Operation Market Garden. What was that film about Operation Market Garden? A Bridge Too Far. That's it. That's a good film, that is. What I like about it is the destruction of Dutch infrastructure, which everyone agrees is a good idea. (laughs) Is it Arnhem, isn't it? Is it Arnhem? It's it's a race with the uh, British versus the Germans to who can blow up the most Dutch bridges. Yeah. And I think the winners is, is the rest of humanity. Fuck the well, Dutch. Well, the they, Dutch didn't, they, didn't, <laughs> they didn't blow yeah. up Holland. They, they, they didn't blow up Holland, so kind of humanity lost. Yeah, no, that's true. Holland c- continued to live on and uh, had uh, Colour Climax and all that other thing, which became yeah. part of the National Library. Well, anyway, while this is getting, before this spirals down too much into some insane, disgusting rabbit hole, she starts talking about sound, yeah. Hobbit. What, what sounds do you want to talk about, Hobbit? <laughs> Well, a sound I definitely want to, don't want to talk about is the glottal uh, consonants and phenemes of the, the Dutch brown language. Noise. The brown noise. It, it, yeah. It, does the brown noise actually exist? It does. Is it a so? What's it, so? What, what's the difference between a sound and a frequency? You know, like the sound cannon. Thing. Well, I suppose they are sounds. Right. They? So a sound is like things what you hear, and in frequency mm. is the pitch or tone of that sound. So like my my famous example is like you know Art of Noise they they were famous for using samples and they mm. they were like early sample music. One of their songs is literally just like someone farting and they just like play it loads of times, and it's a pretty good song. I mean it's it's pretty like upbeat. Isn't it, isn't it true if you if you slow farting down enough it sounds like like applause? <laughs> I, I don't know. No, I, I, I imagine it. Well, I'm I thought I thought if you speed like, if you speed um... if you speed applause up quick enough, then you, it turns into a fart noise. <laughs> well, there is that thing like you you know the A10 warthog, which has got the uh, rotary cannon in, in it, and that that just sounds like a wet fart. <laughs> the old Bert. yeah, that's yeah. it. Bert. <laughs> yeah, the A10 goes. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I go into like a, a proper like autistic uh, nerding about because my mate was saying like why don't they use that for tanks it's such a great weapon it's like it is a great weapon but the thing is it's a case of ammunition so like yeah. what you're trying to do with the A-10 Warthog or a tank is you're trying to blow up like a tank or a building or something and the tank goes fairly slow I mean usually it's going less than 30 miles an hour so it's got plenty of time to like go. All right, I've seen the target. They can the go a bit quicker than that because aren't they? Oh, uh, what's yeah, what, but, what, what, what 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 speed do they limit the tanks to on the road? Because if they go well, too quick, they churn the tarmac up, don't they? 
well, they have to use rubber treads uh, as well. Um, but ballpark figure, tanks are doing less than 50, and the A-10 is doing about 500 miles an hour, which means the time an A-10 walk will be over target is significantly less than the time a tank's over target. So that's why it's got a rotary cannon, because it basically just goes, right, I'm on the target, burt! And then it does its, its you know, wet fart, where it's <laughs> something with, like, dozens and dozens of shells. Whereas with the tank, it can go like, all right, I'm on target, blam. And it might get it with the first shot. If not, it definitely get it with the second. So that that's the thing, you see. You, you can basically get more bang for your buck with a tank than an A-10 Warthog. Although they both yeah. got their uses. So, Plus well. tanks are cool. Tanks yeah. are cool than A-10 Warthog. Tank, tanks are cool, but I do like the Burt. The, you know, the, the mobile Burt deliverer. Well, if we can get on to if we can get on to noises, Hobbit. So um... well, it is a noise. Bert, go on <laughs> play that for the audience in case they don't know what an eight ten walk strafing thing sounds like. I'm sure they I'm sure <laughs> they already know. Oh, Sierra Tango says, rarely are any modern day military track vehicles are referred to as tanks. Well, it's just a misnomer due to World War One because the Germans referred to their tanks as an armoured fighting vehicle, which it makes is. sense because that's what it well, is. Well, the word tank was designed by us because they, we didn't are they, want um, to... Are they vehicles of no. armour? Are they vehicles of armour now, Hobbit? Is that what you have to call oh, them? Oh, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, no, you're not allowed to call them coloured folk anymore. It's vehicles of armour is the new phrase. Yeah. Well, we, we came up with the name tank because we wanted something to call this new invention that we decided on and we didn't want to give the germans a clue as to what it was that we had designed because technically what we had designed was a land ship but we couldn't say that so we tank because no one knew what the fuck a tank was back then that was completely new so tank tank what's one of them and then a world war one female tank comes rolling across the battlefield and you're like oh shit (laughs) i hope it was like when like uh, they were seeing the silhouette and the Germans were like saying, what is it? And then like the, the British referring to it, it's just like, oh, it's just a water tank, you know, it's just bringing water and logistics to the front line. Uh-huh. It's, it's ignore the guns on the side sponsoons. They're, they're not guns, they're just hoses. It's just you had two types, didn't you? You had the female one and the male one. One of them had a can and the other one had a machine gun. Matilda and Bert? I don't know. Um, I, I didn't know that the tanks were called male and female, but uh, because see, there was there were small tanks and then there was the big tanks like which were popularised in more than forty k like like that's <coughs> forty thousand years in the future, but you still got tanks where the treads go all the way around. Which was that was, that was a DC that was a DC comic called the Haunted Tank. If you're just trying to keep the Haunted Tank, people, trying to keep it spoopy, yeah. The Haunted Tank uh, was created by writer and editor Robert. Kaniger and artist Russ Heath in GI Combat number 87, May 1961. So the feature centers on the ghost of 19th century Confederate General J.E.B. Stewart, who is sent by the spirit of Alexander Great to act as guardian over his two namesakes, Lieutenant Jeb Stewart and someone else. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, Alphabet can write uh, no, uh, no, anything compared to an Apache. Them Apaches, uh, they're, they're, they're fun. <laughs> well, isn't it apples and oranges, though? Because they like the helicopter gunship, the ATED gunship, and the tank, they, they fill different roles. Excuse me. Just uh, 
Montana's repeating. Yeah, if you want, if you want to take out, if you want to take out a bunch of tanks, that are logistically, you're better off using an Apache. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's not also like, Apache, oh, is it is it fourteen words? Is it fourteen words, or is it, uh, or is it frontline words? Whereas well, an A ten, A ten does flybys. Fourteen words brought to you by Soldier Fortune. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's Iron when you need him to talk about the army? No, you see, the A-10s raped le- less than all the other things combined. You see, <laughs> sorry. Um, well, you see now here, Hobbit, the A-10 didn't do hardly any raping at all. No, if, we're, if we're talking about a- aviation-based rape, it's definitely the SU-57 <laughs> with its thrust vectoring it. It wears a condom, yes. I, I would oh. I would say that, you know, the, 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 the whatever tank you're talking about is... Uh, Insert tank name here. Um, is 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 not half as rapey as the Russian insert tank name here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he mentioned he he mentioned Russian warplanes. I now have a raging erection. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let, let's do yeah. let's do some actual fucking content, guys. Um, Hobbit. Jimmy, this is the show. <laughs> it's a hey. show. Oh, it's a show. Not it's not the show. <laughs> I, I tell you what, you know the thing is when when we talk about this, there is I, I like to start off with like biblical thing, um, um, because I you know I'm I'm like that, mm. and uh, where have us we seen like sound being inclined? <laughs> I mean it's it's good for history because you know it it doesn't. Although well, people would say your oh, citation needs it, it's like my citation's the Bible, mm. um, yeah. It's uh, the walls of Jericho. How did they come down? Sound. There we go. Oh, and um, the pyramids. Now, here's the thing, right? So what I'm going to say do that you, you got you got to talk a bit about you know for people who oh. haven't read the Bible. Oh, okay, right. So there was this city called Jericho, and it was offending the Jews because they're like they were saying, no, we don't want to pay compounding interest. We'll just pay simple interest. And then the Lord God said, right, what you've got to do is walk around the walls of Jericho uh, seven times, and then you blast on these trumpets, which I think was uh, an allegory for something else. Mm. And um, uh, they they blast on the trumpet seven times, and then when that happened... um, yeah, the the walls fell down. They they were blasted well, down. We, with we should do this on a future future episode. But there are plenty of weapons in the Bible that don't seem like normal weapons, do they? Like the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. 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 There are because that seems like a, almost like a laser weapon, doesn't it? Well, I, I was I'm actually saying it's a sound weapon, and I'm thinking it's. Um... Uh, in in addition to that, it's also it's also a method of construction. So mm. it's not mentioned in the Bible, which I find quite interesting, is the pyramids. And uh, in the pyramids, like I would say, there's two methods of construction with them. Uh, one of them is uh, like so you you got limestone blocks, and I could well believe. Can you imagine that limestone... how hard it is to get Jews to do manual labour? 
Yeah, that's the other bit which makes me wonder about all this stuff. Yeah, because they're all saying, oh, yeah, it's slaves and they're pulling these blocks up and they're quarried from, like, this quarry. Which oh, was... God. Oh, God. All this sand said in my sinuses. Oh, God, my back. Oh, no, my sciatic. Can you imagine that? Just all the whining that comes out of it. Maybe that's how they levitated the blocks, all the fucking whining. Just the sort of the nasally whine and eventually the stones yeah. lifted themselves up. <laughs> like, so, Fuck this. We're never getting moved. That's what the, that's what the blocks actually did, didn't they? The the um, imagine the, just like just irritating stone to the point where it starts levitating. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, so I could I could say that like for example, the the, the limestone blocks are cast, and there is evidence in the hieroglyphs to suggest that, and it might even caused a massive drought in um in Egypt because. There was this shortage of palm trees because they they were all being the leaves were being harvested for making the the limestone cast. Uh, the, no, sorry, the palm trees were being burnt. Uh, they were being burnt to make uh, ash to, for making the limestone uh, for casting. Oh. But underneath that, you've got granite and basalt, and uh, you can't cast that. That's carved. And as my dad pointed out, he says no way. I don't care how good a stonemason is, no way were slaves with copper chisels crafting blocks of basalt. We can't even do that with modern equipment. You're looking at lasers. And he's saying that it's like the only way you could do that is lasers. And I'm inclined to believe him because it's bloody straight. I mean, maybe if you had like some really good diamond saw blade, you could cut things that like that and then you'd have to spend a long time polishing it. But lasers... That seems like a way of doing it. Have you been watching Ancient Aliens again, Hobbit? Um, I, I watched like one season of it, and then <laughs> I just got annoyed. Oh, with... I see. Spoilers. Spoilers. We're going to talk about Coral Castle. Apparently, Coral Castle's been mentioned in Ancient Aliens. Spoilers, but also we're going to talk about John Hutchinson. He's definitely coming. Mm. Um, but yeah, Was the... it George Lloyd's Lucy that put you off watching Ancient Aliens? You know, I like the meme where they show his like hair getting increasingly big each time. Oh, and you know the, the the guy that fed him all that knowledge was apparently was Freeman because like the first guy to ever talk to George Cavasilas, whatever his name is, was, was Freeman from Freeman TV. So there you have it. It's uh, too 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 slow or too slow or something like that. Stephanopoulos, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, just asking for some Giros. I mean, that, that's basically what. You want. <laughs> um, <laughs> so have some have some Retsina with your Giros. So <laughs> this is why I study like foreign Uzo. cultures. That's Muzo. Uh, yeah, Uzo Retsina. Have you ever had yeah. Retsina? No, I've had Uzo though. It, it's a it's a white wine which has got pine resin in, it, and it's like it's a it's a Greek thing. <laughs> so. See, that's why I study foreign cultures, so I could be a more effective racist. Uh, as, as, Walter, as Walter Boatman says, two million blocks in 25 years is as believable as the, uh, the six million. Six uh, million blocks. in six years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you want me to, to bake how many sphinxes? Um... <laughs> so is it actually two, two million blocks to build the pyramids? Well, the chief engi- uh, 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 Napoleon's chief engineer said that if all the stones taken from the pyramids were, were taken and put back to France, you could build a wall around the entire border of France five metres high. 
And it's like, so France... do you think? Do you think this is because the it, it didn't? There was some other way they moved the blocks, or do you think it's part of the time compression that um, sound? The, 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 or do you think it's part of the mucking around with time that um, that Fraser tells us about? Uh, I, I don't know about that. Herodotus talks about it, and they reckon Herodotus is pretty old. Mm. And they the, the the pyramids had water flowing around it, so it was for power. But that was the last episode. Mm. Um, but the fact is, limestone cast. The basalt definitely levitated in place. Same technology that brought down the walls of Jericho. Thanks for tuning in to our show. See you next week. Halloween episode. Mm. <laughs> play, play the outro music. Well, I was watching this video and they were talking about the Sphinx. And they were saying about the fact that they had to dig it up and they had to sort of excavate all of this stuff from ancient Egypt. And... Um, they were saying, oh, it was buried by the sand the of time. Was a, the Sphinx, the Sphinx was it, uh, originally a different colour as well, wasn't it? it? It made me think of Fraser and his mud flood theory. Mm. Because, yeah. like, the argument made was that actually the, the, the ground of ancient Egypt was much lower than what it is now. Yes. And that's why all this stuff's buried. And then I thought about his mud flood theory. Yeah, but, yeah, but where did they put all of that sand that they took away from the Sphinx? Exactly. I mean, as, as you know, be? sand sand isn't the easiest thing to move, is it? No, no, no not at all. Especially so not millions of tons of it. They yeah, just yeah. tied Draskus with his 32-ton tipper lorry to move it. <laughs> just, yeah. They just got a really big rake. That's all they got. They just, yeah, yeah big rake. That's a really big it. spade and a... Uh... Extra big-ass rake. A big spade and a really big bucket, and they made a giant sand castle somewhere. Well, Gebekli oh, the... Tepe was buried. Uh, time team, like me and Fra- me and Fraser were actually having a chat the other day. Uh, time team is always like a good few feet down, isn't it? Whenever you watch well, Time t- Team, time yeah. Team Deep Law. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, in our only fans, I was talking with Fraser about the. Uh, I keep calling him Mathwaz, but you know, uh, also Fraser. Well, you can call him Mathwaz or Fraser, whatever you. Yeah. Um, Fraser. Well, yeah, both of them have got two syllables, though, and it's like, yeah. so does Nordic, so does Hemi. Yeah. I, okay, no, sorry, I'm just being a bit, like, frugal NLP. with words. NLP. Yeah, that's it. Um, I wanted to say that, oh, have you heard the theory that the Sahara is an artificial desert, uh, that all that sand came in from somewhere, and it was there as an, an artificial barrier to keep sub-Saharans Well, from... the England, the English, a lot of the English beaches are imported sand, aren't they? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, what about, um, uh, I heard someone Super talking Man. about South End Beach the other day. I was, was watching something. I was. Yeah, I saw something. that. I was South in End... Canberra Sands, and I saw they were yeah. they're putting um, shale and gravel on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. You've so got they, Ch- they Chesil Beach, which is weird as well. You ever been to Chesil Beach down in? No. Um, is it Weymouth, Swanage, that that kind of area? Chesil Beach is oh, just, it's just it's just mountains and mountains of pebbles as far as you can see. Ah, Walter Boatman says the the, the what technology used to bring down Jericho was also the same technology used to bring down the Twin Towers. So yeah. unfortunately, we weren't there for Jericho and Coral Castle, but it'd be mm. interesting to see if there was any like um, metal bowls or artifacts in that city which look like they've been burnt whilst. Other things you'd expect to burn easy, like fabrics, hair, paper, uh, that's all in. Well, this is uh, another subject we haven't done yet, is um, 
is uh, spontaneous human combustion. Yeah, I, I really, I really don't know where to go with that one. Um, so that that might be worth uh, doing an episode on it. Yeah, yeah. The tactical droid says, "Isn't the Siren Desert giant dead ta- uh, a coral mound?" Well, the thing is, this if you do ground penetrating radar on the Sahara, in fact, that might be a thing worth looking at. Let me just do uh, ground penetrating radar sa- Sahara finds buried cities. So yeah, yeah. Make, make, sure, make sure you put safe search, safe search on for that because uh, <laughs> <laughs> VPN to, on VPN on. You don't want to you don't want to come up with ground penetrating sluts volume three, do you, Hubbard? <laughs> I don't ground penetrating sluts on Pornhub or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still can't find. Uh, oh, that's 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 a shame. I, I've Make got... sure you delete your browser history afterwards as well. Uh, it says that's temporarily unavailable. Yeah, uh, I bet it is. <laughs> let's, let's try this one, exopolitics.org. Oh, nice, it's got the black sun symbol, so we know it on sound good. Oh, base, nice. That, that's the mark of base, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's the it's the seal of Nazi approval. Yeah. The, the sun in red is the seal of Nazi approval. The seal um, of base. Well, this, this isn't quality. this isn't Sahara because it says Navy SEAL reveals secret mission to buried ancient Antarctic structure. And it's like, yeah, we know there's a lot of like buried cities under the ice, but I was like, the things under the sand. But maybe this is a bit of a tangent because like we're talking about sound. Also, weren't we going to do thing like just to sort. Of, mix things up a little where we're going to start off with like not actually getting into the content and not talking about tanks but we were going to do, do some we'll do that mysteries droid said yes hobbit do tell us what geothermal porn you find yeah, <laughs> yeah. geothermal porn <laughs> <laughs> and then tactical droid said approved by the fuel society yeah back vent back vent sluts oh <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm thinking that some of the Icelandic women look all right, so uh, not Björk, but actually that's a fear. I mean, I thought they're all blonde oh, and blue-eyed. I never Is understood. Really... I never, I never understood the Björk slit simping. I never got it. It's like, I mean, Björk, and plus she she Where dated Goldie. smashing the back out of her. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, you know, yeah. she's shagging a monkey. So, uh, <laughs> that, do you really do you really want sloppy seconds after that? Yeah. The thing about Björk is, is she is she really Icelandic though? Because I always I thought she was she... retarded. I don't know. I, I got retarded yeah. vibes from her. Yeah, she's got the fecal fecal alcohol syndrome. <laughs> fecal alcohol syndrome. <laughs> um, and maybe she's Eskimo because I mean, fecal, alco- fecal al- al- alcohol syndrome sluts volume five. Hobbit. Oh no. <laughs> I guess she's got something in common with Greta Thunberg then. Yeah. Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg is the kind of chick you have to ask for ID, and then when she shows you said ID, you're looking at it and you're looking at her, and then you've just got like that half closed eye, and you're just like, now pass. <laughs> did, did you see? Did you see a Rick Rick rolling all all the climate enthusiasts the other day? Yeah, oh, that was hilarious. And she did it with that globalist that is um, 
Justin Bieber, that's his name. Who, who was, who, was that Justin Bieber, was it? Oh. Yeah, I think so. Why was he dressed, as a, why was he dressed as a minion? I don't know. I wanted to arm he, had, he, had a yellow, he had a yellow hoodie and dungarees on, and he looked like a minion. <laughs> Look. Well, with Justin Bieber, he does have to dress like an absolute buffoon. I'm just saying, a globalist I just, is I just, a The caption back. should have been, uh, you don't have to be crazy to believe, believe in climate change, but it helps. Or something like that. Tactical droid said, Icelandic women, deeply subversive. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, you're telling me Iceland is not white? <laughs> yeah, he's just saying that they're subversive. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're Scandi women, and was, we all know that the thing about Scandi yeah. women... Can no, we, uh, can we, I'm going to put this train back on the tracks. Can we get to the point, whatever point you were trying to make <laughs> a little bit? Uh, oh, right. Um, yeah, things buried under the sand. Is that to do with sound? Yeah. But, oh, that's it, because we're talking about pyramids, pyramids, and then there's all that sand around them. Yeah, so there we go. Um, mm. But yeah, there's all, and the thing is, Coral Castle... Um, I, I actually got it, it might be in uh, Dave's bookshelf uh, Mysterious Monuments mm. might be in my dad's bookshelf for that matter but uh, I, it's just one of those books where I read once and then I just g- gave it to other people it's like yeah you read this now. <laughs> you um, read this save me the bother is that what you mean no, yeah, no, 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 I've actually read it I've, I've read it cover to cover a few times that's why I let other people borrow it yeah. um, I remember the bit about Coral Castle is nobody saw him build it Except two uh, little boys, they, they sort of peeked through uh, slatting the fence or something. That's two little boy toys. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And um, they said, well, we didn't see him actually like lifting anything. He had these, what looked like ice cream cones, and he was blowing on them, and then <laughs> the stones were... We're, we're moving. You, you know, that sounds more like a, a hidden memory the children have got off. <laughs> It's their memory masking some horrific event that they'd experienced around. uh, Yeah, the the memory masking the event of they've just seen, they've just seen secret technology which brought down the walls of Jericho and brought down uh, World Trade Center's buildings uh, one, two, seven. I think actually there was a few more which came down that. And the other one, the one, the other one that fell down, fell down even though it wasn't even on fire or hit by a plane. Build, well, Building 7 had like a... Like, if somebody had basically like lit a, a, a fire in a, an office uh, paper bin, you know, like chuck a couple of lit cigarettes in there, and it's like, oh, God, the building's on fire. It was just like, you're kidding, right? It's just a little smoke coming out one window. Yeah, we're going to have to blow up the entire building. Sorry, pull it down. Let's use uh, Lucky Larry's uh, terminology for it. We had to pull Lucky it. Larry Silverstein. Yeah. The guy that signed lucky, to lucky Larry Silverstein got a double payout yeah. on his insurance premium, and got he took an insurance policy the day before the, the attack happened. That was a stroke yeah. of luck, wasn't it? Ooh. Yeah, and the week and the week leading up to it, um, all of the put options in all of the airlines went hectic. But what's that got to do with sound Nordic? Um, everything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in order to make put options, you have to make the sounds of "Hey, d- but short out the, these this airline stock." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that sound, and that is sound. But the thing is, did anybody see like um, 
I suppose all eyes were on the building, so <laughs> nobody saw any like Bronze Age miscreants with what looked like ice cream cones or maybe sheep's horns blowing on them, and then the building comes down. Does anyone Can't see that? Maybe the, maybe the dancing Israelis was a red herring or a red gefilte fish. <laughs> maybe it was just to distract from, like, you know, some guy like the Coral Castle bloke who's got two ice cream cones and he's blowing on that, and then the buildings come down. So he's, he's literally raised the foundations and then... But, no, I mean... Yeah, okay, like, I can understand that lifting stones and maybe bringing out walls of Jericho, but those buildings came down and they turned into dust. They vanished. They didn't just, like, go, oh, yeah, there's a massive pile of rubble where they were. It's just like, nope, it's all dust. It's all gone. Uh, there was rubble and, and steel beams and everything, because there was a massive conspiracy around what happened to the steel beams. Oh, yeah, I because saw they came in, they came in, they took all of the steel and everything, took it to a secret location, and then just sold disappeared. In China. Yeah, I, think, I think they sold it off to China. Well, it, it's <laughs> like, hang on, this is the biggest crime scene of the world, and you've just destroyed the evidence. That's Yeah, bit, you've just yeah. taken the evidence and oh. sold it to a foreign country. Oh, this is this is 14. I'm just flicking through Twitter, and uh, Maddie Snatcher will strike again. What, the Podesta brothers, allegedly? Well, I'm... The parents have still got three of the kids. Is it three other kids or two other kids? Yeah. Is it, is it twins and a, another child, is it? Oh, yeah. Sorry for those. Or was kids. it just twins? I think it's just twins. I think I've got two left, don't they? So you know, it could happen at least once again, couldn't it? What's mad? Do you think if that was it, if that was any of any working if, class? If they, if they were off a council estate, they'd be fucked. Yeah, if they were off fucked. a fucking council estate, and they left one of their kids in the hotel, and they left the kids the in the piss. hotel room on their own, and one of them got fucking kidnapped because you were out on the piss. They weren't on the piss. They kids. were having tapas because they're middle class. Yes. Yeah. No. Well, from what I found out from looking through some information, there was no tapas group. It was just a bunch of swingers. They're all a bunch of fucking swingers. They were all doctors. They're all doctors. And they went over. They went over to Portugal to engage in a in a swinging club that they had. And that's why they drugged the kids. Because the other the other um, accusation is that they were drugging the kids, giving them like a sleeping drug, a sedative. I think yeah, that's quite possible. I, 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 I don't know if I don't know if the I don't know if the swinging stuff is uh, is a bit too far. I don't. I try, I try to keep things fairly sensible. I, I believe they were just too middle class to afford a babysitter. But it's like, imagine the money they're on and they just can't, like, shelling out on a babysitter. You did to, to, to afford a babysitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, back to back to Jericho. Sorry, Hobbit. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm reading a, a blog about, apparently there was some recent discoveries revealed something unusual happening in the ancient city of Jericho. Um, no, as Tactical Droid said, yeah, um, hang on, let me read out what you just said, Tactical Droid. It turned into concrete dust. Have you seen the fallout? Yes, it, it, it did. It, I would have expected if the building came down the way like people say it did, either like planes brought it down or explosives in the building blew it up, that you would have a massive pile of rubble, significantly larger than, than what we saw. But we didn't see that. And 
that's why I, I'm now on, on that subject. I'm like, maybe Sam brought it down, but like, how how do you like vanish? Is it is it not is it not possible people just looted the bricks and put them somewhere else? Made another building with it. What like instantly on on the day it happened? Oh, well, I, well, I don't know. I, I, it, I thought you were talking about over time the Jericho's oh, walls going missing. Oh no, sorry, I'm still about the twin towers. I, I oh, sorry, sorry, to sorry yeah. flip between the two things. Tactical droids mentioned that. Well, the thing is, someone said like you couldn't access all of the floors in World Trade Center building. There's like the sky well, that, lobby. That bloke, who was, that, that bloke who was allegedly flying because I watched the episode about him. He said I think he he landed about eleven stories up. So the pile of rubble that he was on was about eleven stories up. So there was still a lot of rubble there, weren't there? Okay. Um. I yeah, there I... was rubble there. Like I've I've poured over lots of nine eleven. There's um, not enough rubble. I'm not, I'm not disputing that there was rubble there. I'm saying there was insufficient rubble for a building that size. However, I am starting to wonder with the fact that most floors were inaccessible. They said, oh, you had to have a key to access There was a fuck ton of dust, though, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah which you would lots expect. Lots and lots of dust. But not much rubble. It went, it went for blocks. The, the dust clouds went for blocks. I'm starting to wonder if like there was as many floors as it purported. But I mean, I know this said 110 stories, but I'm thinking like with all those inaccessible floors, maybe. And then I've seen like these photographs, so you can just sort of see inside it. And I'm like, oh, hang on, that's a bit weird because all these like like people like Alex Jones saying there was this massive concrete uh, core inside, and that's where all like the uh, elevators and service lines were. So if it did fall down and the pancake through, you'd see this this core standing up in the middle, the floors collapsing. Mm, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I mean, it's... I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't think any one bit is designed to stand up by itself, though, is it? Yeah, it just. I, I think there's there's a few things like even the unofficial accounts, which sort of like don't address, and it's a bit weird. And it's why I want to say that the thing is. <sighs> The only other example I can think of where we call it a natural disaster, where sound uh, uh, destroys uh, solid stones, is is an earthquake where, um, what's his name, Max Egan, uh, Max Egan does the Crow House and he, he does stuff similar to this. He was in Peru for a few years. And he, we I said when he was to, to just to interject, I think my problem my problem with the twin the my, my problem with the twin towers is is the problem is that we don't we haven't had anything like it before we haven't had a we haven't had a, a skyscraper collapse or anything so there's no actual yardstick for what would actually happen in the real well, world. Well, I, I agree with Willie Nelson. He says it, it, he said it reminded him when he's in Las Vegas and he's seen a, a casino being demolished so a new one could be put up. It's just it looked especially Building Seven. It looked exactly like that sort of thing. Mm. Um, but no, the the um, with the with the sound, that's it. He was in an earthquake, and he said, "You know, that was, the was there actually a lot of was there actually a lot of concrete in the twin towers, though? Because wasn't it no, mostly? Isn't it? Isn't it a steel frame? And it's like mostly. It was a con- concrete core, and then the outside was glass and steel. Mm. Um, so most of the, the structural integrity came from concrete. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's like architectural plans of what it was supposed to look like. Um, I still, I still, I still believe, I still believe that the um, 
that the demolition theory is doable because everyone goes, oh, you'd have to have so many people involved. Well, no, you wouldn't. You know, you'd have one team planting the explosives. They're held well, to you don't need to have secrecy. Then you have a second team. Ki- you, then you have a second team killing the demolition team, don't you? Like, it's quite. It's not. It's not difficult yeah. to keep this stuff quiet. Well, is you, it? Just, you, you, you compartmentalize everything. You don't go. Oh, those. Those are the people that bombed bombed the twins. Uh, planted explosives in the twin towers. You've got to cl- got to kill them. They wouldn't say that at all. They'd just go. Look, these people are terrorists. You got to gack them. Or you and just say, Oh, say. look, between the hours of midnight and seven a.m. Yeah, there's the cleaning staff, and yeah. well, they got all those cleaning supplies in those bags it's definitely not explosives yeah. or thermite or thermite it's, and then and then and then when you when you're killing the explosives team you just give a, a cover story that don't you to the to the people killing the explosives team it's not difficult to compartmentalize this stuff but so like the seal team six or the the yeah, that, thermite good. isn't quite the wonder substance that everyone thinks it is like it's I've tried, like, I've tried to blow stuff up with um, thermite, and it well, just does not work. You won't because it's an incendiary. It's good for, but the the military with the incendiary grenades, they use thermite, which is they they make soft. Yeah, but it didn't even melt my Xbox Hobbit. <laughs> I used thermite, and it didn't even melt my Xbox 360. And you're trying to tell me it can burn <laughs> for a fucking building like that? How, is, how, it, how much thermite? I had enough to fill like half a beer bottle. Sorry, someone I know who definitely isn't me, allegedly, had <laughs> half a beer bottle's worth of thermite. And he had it on like uh, some really heavy logs. Imagine a log which is the size of your chest. And they're absolutely soaked through with uh, water. Is this the story so he told you afterwards? Allegedly. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then when he got the thermite lit in this half beer bottle, it burnt a molten slag uh, hole all the way down, all the way down through this log, went down to the ground below, and he says you couldn't get within like five yards of it. It was so bloody hot, it, because it just it was it was that physically hot. And th- this was just like I mean, imagine that's what hundred grams of the stuff. Um, but those incendiary grenades, that's about the same size, you know, saying that will fit into a man's hand. And the commandos in World War Two would use that to spike enemy guns. It would, it would just melt right through them. They they'd use sulfur in addition to the other formulation to, uh, and that way it cuts through steel more quickly. But all of that aside, this is getting away from sound, which I think, like earthquakes, which they call a natural disaster, is where you've got sound and it liquefies the ground. Because people, I mean, have you seen those videos where like sinkholes happen or where the ground liquefies, and you still see buildings looking like jelly, and then they like they sink into the mud. Liquefaction, it's called, isn't it? Is it? Uh, yeah, things like sink, so. sinkholes and things like that are a bit weird as well, aren't they? Yeah, we get them opening up round here all the time. Tactical Droid says, if you ever miss a building, it will turn into powder because of the weight of the concrete coming down. Um, yeah, um, and I think that's one of the things they have to be very careful about with a controlled demolition, um, is the amount of dust that it creates when they bring a building down. And they're saying that actually one of the ways they can mitigate it is like a shopping bag full of, of water. So when the building collapses, the, the water kind of buffers some of the uh, kinetic energy. Um, and see, I'm not about I'm not about the controlled demolition theory. I just think I think a lot of people with the controlled demolition theory are just they're yet to prove it. 
They are yet to prove it. Week one. It doesn't answer all of my questions. Twenty first of October, twenty twenty one. So, and they still have yet to prove their theory. I think think the more believable theory is that the US government knew what was going to happen. They chose to do nothing because that would help them to implement the Patriot Act and to invade Iraq and Afghanistan. I think a lot of people just blow it into this mad conspiracy theory instead of actually looking at what it is. The government knew what was going to happen. Right. They didn't it. We're, t- we're talking about sound in this episode, and that's why it came up, because yeah. people like uh, Walter Boatman in the chat are saying that the same technology which brought down the walls of Jericho was also used to, with the Twin Towers in Building 7, which I think is very interesting, because there's a lot of interesting things around those days. Could be a red herring, not saying it is or it isn't, where you see the, the weird melted cars where the tyres aren't melted or burnt and the fabrics inside aren't burnt, but the metal itself is slagged. How, that, that's, that's a bit weird. And that's why when people say it's directed energy, it's a microwave beam, I'm like, hmm, what happens if you put tin foil in the microwave when it, it catches on fire? What happens if you put rubber in the microwave? It'll warm up, but it won't burn. Um, actually, I don't know. What happens if you put rubber in a microwave? It, mostly, like, microwaves, it it's basically... It won't melt it. Well, it's based on water, isn't it? Uh, I mean, like, we saw that um, cooking with Violent J, where, it, yeah. like, it shows you how to violently melt nacho cheese to the point where the plastic <laughs> liquefies. Well, uh, it was actually part of the recipe, wasn't it? The, 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 the is that how to make plasticised cheese? Yeah. <laughs> Rubber melt, rubber melts. Tactical droid says, "Yeah, I could, I could well believe it melt." I I don't know. I, I mean, um, I I never did that many uh, microwave experiments. Or oh, sorry, you're just being, uh, you're just being complica- complimented by tactical droid on your smooth save, Hobbit. Oh, what with the someone who definitely wasn't me has seen what thermite can do to waterlogged wood. No, I think yeah. it was you getting us back on track. Oh, okay. <laughs> Before we went yeah, too this... far down the nine eleven rabbit hole, I think. Well, you know, uh, the 11th of November... No, sorry, the 9th of November will be coming up soon, so maybe yeah. we can cover it. But, yeah, um, yeah it's... Uh, I, I definitely think, like... Someone said, like, uh, um, that earthquakes and weather warfare, they're not natural I think disasters. I'm, I, think I'm more, I think I'm more lie-hop than I am um, any of these fantastical theories. What's like Let it happen on purpose. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, that's that's an interesting thing. Well, they 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 did, and there was there was prior knowledge, and there was a bunch. I, I'm of not. Weird... I'm not sure. I don't. I don't I, but... the, the only the only thing where I will um say against that though is just the way the towers collapsed. It was a bit weird. But then again, uh, then then again, no no one's parked parked a, parked an airplane on the on the. Uh, Hundredth floor and blown it up, have they? <laughs> you know, you've got, as as I've said, as I, as I've said before, the nine eleven's a weird one because you've got no yardstick. Generally, and, if, generally, uh... generally, anything that happens, you've got some sort of reference, haven't you? But you've got no oh. reference with the t- with the twin towers, have you? Friend, no frame of reference of real world events. You you can see casinos collapsing in Las Vegas, and so yeah, but they're not as big as the twin towers, are they? And they, and, they do, seven. and they don't and they don't collapse them by putting airplanes on the top floor. 
No, but the way they cut, the, the way they go straight down and they don't fall over, that's part of it because they're like they, they wouldn't be in demolitions very long if they were like, oh yeah, we're gonna you know just knock it down and it fall down one another. Yeah. I mean that's when you watch one of those hilarious China fail videos where they build a tower and they try and demolish it. And then the town. Oh, was, like, you, were, you were right. You were right. Tactical droid was complimenting you on the on remembering to say it was your friend's little chemical experiment. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, 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 not, I'm not even saying they're friends. I'm just saying someone who wasn't me allegedly did this thing with Fermite in in Roblox server. So yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, um, do, do, do you know what I mean with the with the we've got we've got no frame of reference for it, I've, even in like layman's terms of it of it happening exactly those like and those a similar kind of confluence of events all occurring at once well it's where we can we can infer things like oh coral castle and walls of jericho there might be a connection there somewhere mm. and earthquakes do this weird thing where blocks all move around and the the water sorry the the so- mud and what we thought was terra firma turns into terra jelly so Sorry, but I, I don't I can know. Kind of, I've I've seen enough footage of the of of nine eleven to see it from all angles. I can kind of kind of see from the right angle the uh, the planes are holographic. Ah, you know, I've just but... figured out what Latin for for jelly is. Terra gelatus. There, see. Terra gelatus. I know Latin, me. Terra gelatus. <laughs> Not to be confused with terra gelato, which is uh, actually doesn't rubber what... burn. It's isn't it like a polymer. I think it'd uh, definitely stink. It'd definitely stink. Oh, yeah. if you put it in a microwave. But my understanding of the microwaves is it's got to be either metallic or uh, water in order to, for the molecules to be excited, and that's why. Well, isn't, just... it, isn't it a lot in principle like steaming? No. Mm. No, because steam you've got like hot steam, which then heats up the food it comes in contact with. With the, no, I mean, with the, the, the way the way the, the, you know they both excite the molecules, don't they? Yeah, but it's like, how do you get the excite- excitation into it? We see with the steam, the steam molecules are excited, then it touches your food, and then it imparts the heat onto that. Yeah. Whereas with the microwave, you've got you're beaming the um, microwave beams into the water of the food, and then which shakes them and vibrates them, which eventually will turn into steam. Give it enough uh, of a whop. What anyway, Jim Jim Cook has corrected us from earlier. The walls of Jericho were brought down by annoying twats with Vuvuzelas. Uh, yeah, literally is, and that, that's the thing. What's this? See if I can find something about Coral Castle because uh, I'll, I'll look at the. Um... Oh, there's some stuff I've put it in. Um, that there's a Coral Castle channel. Coral Next Castle. Next one down from General. Sound. I'm just going to see if anything comes up. The mystery of sound propulsion, Coral Castle. There we go. Have you have you seen this website, Sasha Black? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. So, I'll, I'll add that to the to the codex. Yeah. Um, I put the live science thing about the new levitation system uses sound waves because that's actually a real world experiment. Oh, I, I like that um, skeleton of of the rabbit and like yeah. the artist's <laughs> because I I saw the same thing with an otter and then somebody basically like. You see the otter sky, and then somebody the artist depiction of, of a uh, xenomorph alien, yeah. and it's like a creature in real life. Oh, it's a cute little otter. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, well, the skeletons do look a bit freaky. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, the Montauk. You, you ever seen the Montauk mon- monster? Oh. Uh, it's actually, it's actually sp- a raccoon. 
Is oh 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 just Snopes tell you that did they? Uh, you yeah you look at it you look at it and uh, look at a raccoon skeleton it's a raccoon I I I, I actually believe that one. Uh, okay then, Mr. Snopes, yeah, party Snopes. pooper. So, um, oh well, wow, okay. So there's an advert for um, Sasha Black's books, but oh, here we go. Um, sound. The properties of sound are usually thought as musical and entertaining, but sound propulsion, the ability to move on use sound waves, fast becoming a tangible concept. Ah, there's a there's a clip here we might want to show people. It's one hour, one hour and fifty minutes. One minute fifty seconds long, so I'll put that in general. Uh, there we go. This because I, oh okay, and that's I think that's marbles being spun around. Um, so they're quite dense objects. Let's get a bit more into it. It is said the mystery of Coral Castle can be explained through sound. Coral Castle is a eleven hundred ton stone structure built single-handedly by Edward Leedskallin. Lead Skalnin. I don't know. Five foot... quite, an weird, quite a weird name. Oh, he's a five foot tall hobbit. Yeah. Um, Hundred pound Latvian gentleman between nineteen with, 1920- with tuberculosis. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, he, he just felt like doing some. Ima- heavy imagine, imagine Dark Holiday and suit and tombstone. I think I don't think you're far off it then. Yeah. Uh, so Latvian. That's why he's got a lame, lame like lead scanning. Um. So he built between nineteen twenty three and nineteen fifty one. Oh, uh, now, on the topic of sonic emitters, tactical droid. So, wasn't there some sonic weapon that turned your organs into? He said goulash. So does he mean gas or ga- gas or goop? Goulash. Uh, yeah. He could be talking about the Alrad. And the thing is, if you if you're really close to the Alrad when it's doing its, uh, um, it's it like 140. Organs. Well, it's doing 140 decibel screeching. Uh, yeah. It, I'm not sure about liquefying organs, but it, it will be enough to rupture your eardrums and kill you. Oh, nice. So, um, yeah, it, it, 140 decibel noise is no laughing matter. I mean, anything above 100 decibels can cause temporary or permanent hearing loss. Well, you, and have, you heard got... that, have you heard that one? And um, the, the guy that says that modern society is killing us because basically uh, everything, any, anything over, is it, did he say, was he like saying 60 decibels? Causes stress. Yeah, yeah. causes stress because you think it's uh, danger. Yeah, because it's noisy. Oh, goulash is a type of stew. Yeah, it's goulash. Yeah. Well, it's, oh, is it's that his foreign, like foreign name for goulash? He called it yeah. goulash. goulash. It is not goulash. That, that is a horrible that, Russian. Hun- Hungarian ping, that is for Hungarian ping, pig dogs. Yeah. I, I am tactical droid. Goulash. I am Estonian. Goulash. Is it. Look at me. I am the Slav now. Yeah. So, a bit more about Coral Castle. Um, so, now granted, levitating a foam cup with sound waves is quite a different feat to levitating a 28 ton rock. With this mystery that surrounds the sculptures, and by the way, I reckon uh, Stonehenge and Rollwright Stones and things like that, uh, Druids, Druids did it. I know it was before the Druids, but proto Druids with flutes were levitating the stones. So, back to this. Um, Lead flutes but... out, get your flutes out, get your flutes out for the stones. Get That's it. Flutes out for the stones. Is that it, Albert? Lead Scullion worked alone and at night, shrouded in mystery. Oh shit! Sorry, tactical droid. I thought you were Estonian. You're he's Romanian. Ah, yeah. And also, um, Hobbit pronounced it correctly. Gulash. Uh, Gulash. Oh, uh, so, well, it, so um, no one knew how he had done it. Crystal Link's website explains the wonder of the entrance to the castle. 
It's made for a game fashioned from a single coral block weighing nine tons. This miraculous monolith is approximately 80 inches wide, 92 inches tall, and 21 inches thick. It fits within a quarter of an inch of the walls on either side and pivots for an iron rod resting on an automobile gear. Okay. Uh, the enormous block balances so perfectly on its central gravity that a visitor can easily push it open with one finger. Oh, that is well balanced. People who are sensitive to electromagnetic energy fields will sometimes report headaches while standing inside the archway of the nine-ton swinging gate. Though thought to be over a vortex and a major grid point of the planet, well, in that case, they should get some dowsers in there because they'll be able to confirm and saying, like, yeah, my dowsing rods definitely cross over at this point. Hobbit so, likes getting his uh, dowsing rod out, don't you, Hobbit? Yeah, I, I do dowsing. I'm, I'm, I'm a dowser. Um, so how did he do it? Uh, there were rumours lead in used strange cone-shaped objects which emanated sound. It, it literally looks like an ice cream cone, this image here, but it's got cuneiform on it, so is this a Babylonian artefact? Um, emanate sound to levitate the enormous stone objects. Cone-like objects similar to the one on the left. This particular one, however, is rather more ancient. It's thousands of years old and covered in cuneiform scripture. An extremely ancient language developed by Sumerians from 3000 to from 3500 to 3000 before Christ. Um, in fact, some say it's not actually a language; it's just a means of accounting. Um, so it's a proto language. I visited my favourite museum recently in the British Museum in London. I was aware of a theory of some propulsion to build the Egyptian pyramids, but I hadn't seen any evidence suggesting it. It wasn't until I was in the museum that I found some evidence of these cones from in and around that era. The cone highlighted in the red circle wasn't just on one or two carved statues, but on dozens of them across various different sculptures. And interestingly, from different cultures, Egyptian, Sumerian, Babylonian... Oh, okay. I thought that list was going to carry on. Um... <laughs> The other interesting thing in the photo is the bracelets the creature is wearing. Two identical bracelets with a circular plate. Kind of like a watch. I wonder what they did and why there are two of them. There is a debate that rages about how three... Five thousand... Oh, sorry. Between three and five thousand years ago, this sound technology was invented. Could it have been invented then? So what do you, what Some... do you think the Egyptian gods are then? Do you think they are like the gold from... Uh... Stargate SG one. <laughs> what, what if they were fallen angels? Because like it suggests Chimera, or or what if it was like the Egyptians had a weird way of representing them, saying like, look, it's got the properties of a crocodile, but it's also like stands up like a man. Could it just be like a mask, just to spook the natives, like that? You know, yeah, yeah. Again with that, yeah, again with the theories of like they're they're humans from a different time. Maybe they come back what, now and what, again what to if the job. The Egyptian gods were actually like the first furries, and that's why they're degenerate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, furries, furry, furry, furry ancient science. Yeah, that, that's it. We've we've cracked the code. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, oh yeah, uh, there's debate rages about. Was there, the was there any tell of like abused dogs or anything like that in uh, in ancient uh, Egyptian culture? Well, there was something about deifying alligators, so maybe they like they they were reptilian furries from from outside. But anyway, reptilian this no, I don't even want to know that. I was going to say, what do you what do you call it? David Ike's reptilian furry fan club. Don't want to know. Don't care. <laughs> 
There are similar theories about ancient stone structures like pyramids of the stone of the pregnant women in Baalbek, Lebanon. Sorry, let me reread that. Um, some outright refute the claims about sound technology. Supporters of the ancient astronaut theory suggest an alien race gave the technology to humans. There are similar theories. By the way, I, I, know, I, I know I do this, and it's almost like a gut of the way to deliberately mispronounce some words. Humans, I can say it normally. I just occasionally do it like that. Humans. I'm listening. To, I'm not, listening not, not to like, an, uh, like zero with these humans. 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 Yeah. It's, sometimes I will say humans because I like the idea that these mans are called Hugh. Humans. Um, but uh, I am listening to an audio book at the moment, House Harkonnen, and the narrator in it. Instead of saying Sean, he'll say Shone. I'm like, why are you saying Sean in such a weird way? But back to the back to the narration myself. Uh, I do apologise occasionally. I fuck up words. Um, there are similar theories around many of the ancient stone structures, like the pyramids. You are foreign words, though, aren't you, Hubbard? You, you tend Some to foreign words. You tend to get the foreign stuff. Correct. Well, it's like, how is it like? It, it Japanese is much easier to pronounce than African gluck 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 dirk. Like, I have a much easier job of reading Japanese names than I do the pigeon minute. Mm. Um, so, uh, when. Oh, right, the pregnant woman in Baalbek is a 1650 ton monolith block which was partly moved and then abandoned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, I think some someone's even pointed out before saying that uh, that this like. Did we um, talk about Baalbek recently? Wasn't wasn't that another? No, that was another one that had to be uncovered, wasn't it? it yeah, um, mm. but that was the other thing with it as well. It's like I think there's like ten cranes in the world which can actually. Let me just check it. Find out what the heaviest lifting cranes of the world are. And find out is there one that can lift up sixteen hundred and fifty tons? Um, because I think that's a, a worthwhile aside. Um, heaviest, most powerful cranes in the world. What's biggest and strongest cranes? Uh, let's see. What are the biggest ones? The Leaper LTM something is the strongest mobile crane in the world. The Kroll K ten thousand is the tallest crown. Tailson is the most powerful. Tyson is the most powerful crane in the world. Um, so let's see. Uh, Hobbit, well, the uh, tactical droid has explained your your quandary with the click click dirk dirks because he says because Japanese was actually created by a civilization that invented writing and grammar conventions. Oh, it, and therefore they're not savages, and also the yeah. Ainu means that they've got like uh, Aryan Proto-European stuff, so that's why. Because the Japanese, sorry, the Chinese are no way easy as pro easy to pronounce as the Chinese. Um, right. So the the Lieber LTM, that's the mobile crane that can lift up twelve hundred tons, so it couldn't lift up this stone. Um, then the Taishan is the world's most powerful crane that can lift up twenty twenty thousand tons, and it's like it's like multiple. Um, it's multiple cables and putty winches. So, so you yeah, say we, 20,000 yeah. tons, so that would do it quite easily then. It, it could lift up almost... Um, well, as, uh, uh, was it Pythagoras that said, uh, give me a lever? Give me a lever and the fulcrum. Not to move the earth. Load. Yeah. Yeah. Except it's not because it's like, as we all know, it's an immovable mobile plane. Um, yeah. Yes, I am a flat earth enjoyer. What of it? 
Now, <laughs> back to this, the pregnant stone. Suffice to say, it wasn't until the late 20th century did we invent technology which could lift up a stone. Oh, I know what it was. Uh, Miss, Goggin- Miss Goggonists knocked it over and said, fuck this, that's a woman. Oh, oh yeah, that's it. The, the, the women haters. It's like, pregnant yeah. stone, fuck you. Not Proceeds to knock down your ancient, yeah. massive... 1650 ton st- stone obelisk. Because... Yeah, we'll have. What's all this trouble? We'll have no women in here. Yeah. Um, so, it was partly moved. No one knows why it was abandoned, but it was meant to be used in a Roman temple close by. There are alternative and possibly more plausible theories that. Stu- yeah, that's it, because that stone's right next to that massive fucking staircase where, like, little Uman mm. stairs are carved right next to it, to quote Zero. Yeah. Uman. Humans. Um if we if we uh, talk, like, if we do you think we can summon Zero? Zero come back. Maybe I need to do a song like you know where we <laughs> me Jim, Cook, Jim Cook says the crane that nicked all my uncle's koi carp looked pretty powerful. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, so there are alternative and possibly more plausible theories that suggest this and various other buildings like the pyramids are built using ropes and pulleys and, and round wood bobbin like structures to roll the stones. Yeah, just, and brown, just and shot... warm woolen mittens. <laughs> yeah, just, just, you know, These just ro- roll it on some dogs. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just slaves, mate. It's just all just slaves. Loads and loads yeah. of slaves did it. Jewish ones at that. You know, you know, hard work in the Jewish. They love a bit of manual labour, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they can easily get motivated to haul up like hundred ton stone blocks up a ramp. Um. So, and then this guy says, "I always thought it was a little odd, though. Stone being heavier and dense than wood, surely it immediately crushed the bobbins." Which theory is well? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like saying that. Well, I don't know if there's, no... enough, if there's enough bobbins and you're spreading the weight over them all, then. No one bobbing yeah. is taking a lot of weight, is it? Well, it's it's like saying, oh, it'd be impossible to carry six hundred and fifty ton um, transformer over the British uh, roads. There's no lorry big enough to do it, mm. but they did manage to do it, um, mm. and it was done. And it was a very large trailer with lots and lots of wheels. Mm. Uh, so, but which fear is true? And what does it all mean? I don't know. Oh, well, that's good. Maybe they never will. Oh, well, that's even better. Well, I certainly find it interesting. It made my mind race with ideas about technology of future or past races or other things. Sound could do, and lots of other stories. What do you think? Did you find this interesting? Oh, so that that's like solicitation. Does anybody know the origin? Anyone in chat? Do they know the origin of Leedskalnin? Leedskalnin. Well, he's Latvian. Oh, he's Latvian, is he? Oh, okay. Yeah. Speaking of Pythagoras. There's ancient Romanian god called Zalamoxis, and there's a theory that he was an actual dude who was a student of Pythagoras. Then he came back to Darcia through one of the colonies near Black Sea and memed himself into becoming a god by predicting an eclipse. Yeah, it could be. But then again, the Dacians were um, an interesting people, and I would go as far as to say that Rome was actually based off of uh, ancient Romania. Are you reading something different to me? Because the quote from Leeds Gowning, I've got here, is, I have discovered the, these secrets of the pyramids, and I have found out how the Egyptians and the ancient builders in Peru, Yucatan, and Asia, with only primitive tools raised and set in place, blocks of stone weighing many tons. They're not primitive tools, though, are they? Sound they've taken... No, I was yeah. reading Tactical Droids thing about oh, the, right. the Dacians used to worship Zarmoxes, yeah. and... Um, 
so there's evidence suggesting that he was a student of Pythagoras. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I think it's kind of it's worth sort of saying like who because like we all know the Romans nicked a lot of their culture and and mythology from the Greeks, but I would even go so far as to say they they actually got their language and Latin itself from the Dacians. Because um, it's, it's weird, weird that they're like, the Romans and not the Italians, isn't it? Well, yeah, because, uh, well, uh, yeah, because but back before then, the Italian peninsula did not have Romans, it had Etruscans, and is that, it had Greeks. Tati- is tactical droid from the real Romans, then? The Romanians? Well, that's what I'm saying, like... The, they, were they Rome- the Romans that were all called Ian, and they made a settlement? Is that why they're called the Romanians? I think the reason why Romanian is so similar to Latin is because Latin is a derivative of ancient Romanian or whatever the Dacian spoke, which is similar to modern Romanian because why bother inventing a new language when you've got a perfectly serviceable one? Oh, tactical drones saying the Romans came from Troy. Well, they had uh, Trojans then, wouldn't they? Yeah, well, that, that's the... Fr- well, this well, is where, the thing. Where is Troy? Where is Troy in modern day? Because I uh, thought that was all that was Greece, wasn't it? And like the Greek, uh, yeah, Asia Minor. Um, yeah, but I don't know. That's that's the interesting thing because it, it like a lot of people say, yeah, it's Asia Minor and here's the walls of Troy, and it, it mm. definitely is. And then some evidence suggests it's set in the Baltic Sea. The thing is, the Trojan Trojan Wars, where we get the phrase that would be where our Greeks were bearing gifts, isn't it? Well, we swear we should got the phrase "beware of uh, Trojans." They're they're gimps. Complete smeggets. Complete smeggets. Smeggets. Yeah. <laughs> but th- there's a lot of founding myths about various countries based on uh, from Troy, like the first king of Britain. If you ask Brutus, Brutus is Brutus of Troy? Of Troy. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hello, oh, Ian. Ian's, Ian's just got in. Uh, we. Well, it was kind of sound. We're trying. We're attempting to stay on track, Ian, but we're not doing very well. I thought we were talking about yeah, that's it, sound because we were talking about the A ten Warthog and the great sound it makes, the burt <laughs> and it, uh, it, it, and the uh, fart. We were actually talking about Coral Castle because it's rumoured that he used the same technology as the pyramids in. So there you go, you caught up now. Well, yeah, uh, because like the the only like evidence anybody suggests that this five foot tall, hundred pound Latvian with tuberculosis building it at night. Yeah. Don't forget you know, tuberculosis. He, he was, yeah, he, he wasn't lifting up 28-ton stone blocks by hand. He was using uh, what looked like ice cream cones to make sound, and the sounds were lifting up the stones. And uh, Is that, see, is that what like, the Mr. Whippy tune is? Is that to remind us of a time when we used to use cones for heavy lifting? Oh, Bully the Antibody says it's jerk-off crystals. <laughs> that they <laughs> make the sounds. <laughs> is that how you power the cones with jerk-off crystals? Yeah, the, you, well, the, the, got to imagine, if in order to lift up, like, big, to, uh, you know, 1,650-ton stone blocks, you're going to need a lot of jerk-off crystals for that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Jim Cook also hit. says, Salmoxy sounds like a cream you'd put on a rash. <laughs> <laughs> got, got a Veruca. Bazooka, that was Salmoxy's. Yeah, Salmoxy's that, ver- that Veruca. Did you call Hobbit? Yeah, you went there for episode on alternative energies. Uh, yeah. we, we found about the secret ancient power of jerk-off crystals. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you were talking about this on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 
the jerk of crystals was oh, okay. uh, ancient uh, ancient romanian history was very poorly recorded what we do know we know from the greek colonies in the province of dobrogea and dobrogea dobrogea i'll say and the, Ro oh, and the um, romans after trian's trian's oh. conquest yeah because that's the weird thing like it, it like the romans have a lot of triumphal arches or the, the various victories they've had but one of the biggest like bas reliefs in the Romans is is like of their conquest of Dacia, and they show the Dacians as giants in comparison to them. Am I am I right? The same they giants. Um, yeah, I, I think it's worth do, doing an episode on ancient Dacia, and like the the real origins of Roman Greece. Mm. Not that we'll get any. Well, we we, we do you might think, do you think that's where Romulus and Remus could have came from though? Well. Again, like the Brutus of Troy thing, it seems that Troy is a founding myth of all of our civilizations, and mm. Rome, France, Greece, Britain. Beware of Greeks bearing gifts. I mean that that's a that's a that's a British phrase, yeah. isn't it? it? It all of this stuff. It's to suggest that it, um, it, these are all great um, civilizations. Is that, why, is that why we've got a mistrust of swarthy people? Is it Hubbard? Well, maybe it's just because swarthy people are always ripping you off. That's why. Yeah. Giving you gifts. Speaking of, as an aside, I have watched the new Dune movie, and Duke Leto traces in it looks like uh, if someone said, "Oh, we need to cast someone to be Xerxes, king of the Persians," mm. I would say, "Yeah, get that guy. <laughs> he looks like a swarthy Persian." Yeah, they've gone. It's set. In, it's set in a set in a desert. So can we pick out only people that look, look, look like look like they came from the desert? Don't they? Is that what oh, right the, you got the Harkonnens, which are all evil, fat white people and bald yeah. for some yeah. reason. Um, you got Lady Jessica, who's ugly. Chani is hideous. Um, Without which, personality. Oh, is, are, are they are they quite specific in the books that she doesn't have any personality whatsoever? No, Ch Chani's like most Fremen women, but is she she's interesting in the sense that she's not full Fremen, you see, because uh, her father, Liet Kynes, who's mm. played by a, an Uka Booga bitch in, in the film, mm. a proper bluey black as well, is like, so your father is a black female who, and then Chani doesn't look, she doesn't look half cast at all with it. She yeah. looks white. So it's like, how are you related to Liet Kynes if that's Liet Kynes? Yeah. It makes no sense. It literally just like saying this is the diversity high, you know. Despite making up only thirteen percent of all the actors, they they make up like fifty percent of all the roles in the film. It, yeah, it's it's like I'm not saying it's complete dog shit. It could have been a lot worse. I don't think it was Halloween it was... Kill Lives. I think it's Halloween Kills. For Ian. So Ian saw Halloween uh, Lives last week. wasn't wasn't bad. Got pissed in the cinema though. Oh, the the baddie killed all of the race mixing and and faggot couples. So you know, you know he's evil. Definitely. Yeah. Standards, mate. Uh, but the thing is, like, all right, here's an example. Because people just go, oh, using sound to lift up massive stone blocks. It seems a bit far fetched. We all know sound can be annoying if it's a nasally voice. But where's a real world example of it? Well, there are some real world examples. There's like. There's that little video with ping pong balls being lifted up, but oh, I've I think got, did you want to use the one that I picked? Uh, yeah, the... yeah, go for it. But whilst you're loading that up, I'm going to say that one of the classic examples where we all we've all seen it or we all know about it 
is the soprano. If she's singing and you've got a cut crystal glass, if the resonance is just well, right, the glass go, will oh. start... Well, the, yeah, the glass will start ringing, and then if she keeps on doing it, it will shatter. She's feeding resonant frequencies into it. Oh, this is wired, so I think I'm going to have to flick through some of it. Yeah, it's it's quite long, you know, and it's using a lot of copyrighted content. Actually, that's the thing. I really want to do a review of the new Dune film, comparing it to the old one and, like, the the written source as well. Um, but I'm, I'm going to see if I can get away with screenshots and just, like, a few Why did I stop yapping? Uh, actually, I don't think I do much I'll just mute no? it and put it in the background so we can have a look while we're watching. Uno is the film good. It's it's all right. Dennis Villeneuve is is an okay. The set pieces are quite beautiful. I will say that. Oh, you seen this one? Um, this, the, oh uh, yeah, that's. Ah uh, yeah, but that's a uh, that's a superconducting thing. Ah, but the water droplets, that there, that is levitation with sound, and those little bits of polystyrene, yeah. Uh, what's this? Water. This is your water droplets again, isn't it, Hobbit? Yeah, that's it. So small, small what's objects. This one, like what's this one here? That looks like well, polystyrene, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Oh, there's a chip. There's a chip floating there. Because they, uh, they think you're... they think this sound could be used to purify liquids, don't they? Oh, that's interesting because ultrasonics is used to do cleaning of stuff. Yeah, that's what that's what I was reading thought... earlier. They think they think they can use it to uh, to purify li- to purify stuff for um, well, uh, medical purposes. Not so what's this laser too... thing here then. Is it a laser? Looks like a laser. A hologram of something. I I don't yeah. know. Uh, but there is uh, oh, there was some a bit more droplets. Of... Because you see, ultrasonics is used a lot in cleaning of uh, jewelry, as it's very, um, it's very good for getting in all the nooks and crannies. And then people say, "Well, if it's a place where I used to work had an ultrasonic uh, caustic tank." Yeah, and then there was some debate about like what's the best way of cleaning a record because you've got the grooves on all the surface area. And there's some people saying that ultrasonics does it, but then they noticed that saying that. Well, yeah, the ultrasonics will agitate all the dirt, but there's nothing to say you're actually lifting it from the surface of the record. And then you've just got, like, a bar full of all these dirty particles. There's a chance so if your record's doing not... It with, are they doing, doing that stuff with harmonics, then, are they, Hobbit? Because I just saw them match the waves on yeah. the, while it's flicking through all this stuff. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's using harmonic waves, which is something if you... It's really easy to demonstrate with a stringed instrument where I remember when I was first learning to play guitar and I'd been playing for hours and my fingers were getting all blistered and bleeding and I, I said, oh, um, I so want to play. Stuff, but... Oh, these are polystyrene, aren't they? These I said, on. I want to play, but my fingers are getting really sore. Mm. Is there anything I can do? I mean, I can't restring it to use. start you know, doing the frets with my left hand. Mm. Uh, sorry, you do your frets with your left hand and you strum with the right he said, "Well, you could." The, the teacher he said, "You can, you can do harmonics, and then he demonstrate the principle of it." Do you notice he's avoiding it's... putting his hand in there? So, what's going to happen to your blood if you put your hand in there? Well, I think is that the main thing fuck is you up, like because there's that disease, isn't there? Vibration white finger, isn't there? Oh, I, I don't know. But the thing is, um, 
one of the uh, 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 surgical techniques, it's a non-invasive surgical procedure called lithotripsy. If you've got um, stones in your body, like kidney, bladder, or gallstones, you can be submerged in a bath of water, and they'll fire ultrasonics at your afflicted organ, and the the ultrasonics will resonate with the calcium stones in your body and shatter them. Um, and they say that when when they shatter them, because of the friction involved, they will heat up, so it, it could cause some damage to your tissues. But ultimately, it's a lot less damaging than, you know, cutting somebody open to try and extract the stuff. Like, imagine getting your, your bladder cut open to get rid of uh, stones or your kidney stones. Just, ugh. Hobbit is Brian Adams, A-I-C-M-F-P. Don't know what that means. Um... Oh, yeah, Tactical Joy says that magnetic rather than sonic, though. Yeah, I, I tried to find this one of the levitating frog, but they said what they did is they made the frog swallow some iron filings, and then they had it in an electromagnet. So it's like, well, it's kind of like me getting, like, a, a magnet, and then I can lift up cornflakes with it. Because, you know, when it says fortified with iron, it's like, yeah, they, they put iron dust on the cornflakes. It's like, mate... It's like, sure, you could say it's party rhyme, but uh, you you ain't going to be digesting anything from that. Put it that way. Mm. Anyway, I've I've blabbed on enough. You you talk about sound. Tell, tell me something I don't know. Uh, I don't know. No. Uh, what what else, what else can we talk about? I guess I'm trying to sound you out on your knowledge. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. So I've done. I've done, I'm doing a bit of the levitation stuff. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? Oh, do you remember when David Blaine used to do levitation? Yeah. Do you remember, when, shit, he, do you remember when he was in a block of ice? Do you remember when he was like, "Hey, you want to see some magic?" Do you remember when he was going? Was he going without sleep, or was he trying to sleep, or, or meditating, or something? And people just went down there and annoyed him. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was in, funny. In London. Oh, that was it. He was in London. He was in. He was oh in a glass yeah, pot. summer of sixty, summer of sixty-nine. That's what sandwich bars referring to. You play guitar until your fingers bled. Yeah. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. Um, in the summer, played it till my fingers bled. You know that one. Oh right, okay, yeah. I'm, yeah. Summer '69. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the melody from it. I don't remember any of the lyrics, isn't it? He bought his guitar, guitar from the Five and Dime, didn't he? Five and Dime. We had the time of our life. Yeah, it's a good song. Do, 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 do. Uh, yeah. So sound weapons? Are sound weapons worth talking about, Hobbit? Well, yeah, so there's the Alrad, which is the modern sort of, like, riot thing. 140 decibels. There's the, there's the, less, there's the less deadly thing they use outside shops, isn't there? Oh, and that's another thing I want to talk about. Sound causes hallucinations and causes ghosts. And yeah. you, you, you told me that story off the air, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, when I was um, when I was, <laughs> when I was when I was drilling through a cable, and I felt a really evil a live cable. Me. That's not that's e, that's EMFs though, isn't it? That's not sound. Yeah, that, that's that's weird though. That you, you yeah. got like a, but it was almost like maybe that was like your conscious saying that you know 
you 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 put your tools down. You get away from that now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stop trying to kill yourself, you mad bastard. Yeah. Um. What else is there? But the, uh... oh, no, the, I I haven't finished with the, the sound thing, oh, right? So this was this was a documentary. No, I was actually, I was actually going to follow you on with that because there's uh, yeah. what is it? There's that there's that place in Glasgow that's supposed to be really haunted. That cellar. And they think oh, that, they think that part of that could be like the sound reverberations going on from traffic noise up above and uh, and just the way it's all set up. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because that ties exactly yeah. into my point. Where so my dad showed this documentary, and it, so the documentary started off with guy working maintenance shift on the London Underground, and uh, before like five o'clock is when they've got to open it up and say. Uh, and it, because he's the supervisor, he says, um, no, you can't open it up because there's a guy down that line. What do you mean? Well, I just talked with him and he was a bit unusual because I said, I said to him, that's an old fashioned style of lamp. Why don't you use one of the new ones? And he said, well, I like this lamp. I don't like the new ones. I think I'll stick with it. And then so the, the, the it was delayed uh, at the time and. Uh, which is, you know, it's quite a serious thing to delay the uh, uh, the London Underground when people are trying to get to work. Uh, and he says, no, I'm absolutely sure I spoke with him. We were even, in fact, I even remember his lamp. And he's, and then the other guy said, ah, can you describe the lamp? And he said, yeah, it's like this. And I'm sorry, I don't know the name of the brand, but, you know, it's an, an old style lamp. And he says, oh, you've, you've met um, so-and-so. Yeah, he died 40 years ago. He got hit by a train. I said, what do you mean? I was just talking to him. That was a ghost. So he talked with the ghost. Now, the bit that went on later, say, is this was like a theory saying that the very low frequency oscillations uh, caused by infrasonic sounds uh, can cause hallucinations in people and change their mood. Now, I know for a fact that it can change your mood to be very, very good because I've been to Gloucester Cathedral when they've played the, the organ just right and there's infrasonics there which are absolutely beautiful and you will feel completely at peace and one with the world and, you know, like God's doing everything that he should do. But at the same time, there's these other infrasonics like in uh, underground and stuff like that where buses are overhead or lorries, what have you, and it's, you know, absolutely horrible. And it will, you know, cause feelings of dread and despair and nausea and make your 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 bowels turn to water. I mean, oh, these, I'll, these I'll find a story here. Um, hold on, keep talking. I've just got to get to the. Oh, okay. The because whilst you're doing that, I'm just going to look up. See, like, if I go, NFO um, causes bowel incontinence, incontinence. Because I don't think it's just a meme. I think there is something. Bound in consonants NHS, bound in consonants. Um, LFO, LFO sound causes loss of bowel control. Let's see if that comes up with it. Uh, nope, still NHS with fecal incontinence. Uh, abdominal <laughs> bowel sounds when spinal the brown noise in. <laughs> Just put the brown noise in. LFO sound, brown noise. Yeah, let's see if we can do that. Yeah. Brown noise. Yeah, um, brown noise LFO on YouTube. There we go. Listen to that to shit myself. What is an LFO and how to use it? Modular synthesis. Stream brown noise by online tone generator. Well, I can't actually find it in the article, but it says here. It said one secretary. 
distrusting so one secretary at an office building i recently inspected was convinced she had ghosts in the building because the problem on that floor had become so severe finding harmonics there are several practical steps that have been taken to confirm the presence of destructive harmonics in an electrical distribution system including these procedures in a predictive preventive maintenance program I'll see if I can find the rest of this bit. Cause I, I found a link for something called Smoothed Brown Noise 8 Hours Remastered for Relaxation Sleep Studying in Tinnitus. Yeah, it's it's quite nice, actually. I'm, I, uh... Oh, okay. Then. I would, Symptoms of destructive I would, harmonics include, but are not limited to, nuisance tripping and circuit breakers, blown fuses, failed motors, and overheated transformer windings, and neutral conductors. Since harmonics are often accompanied by temperature rise, thermography can be used to detect evidence of their presence. Presence. This paper will discuss the causes, effects, and symptoms of harmonics, as well as techniques for dealing with harmonics. So, uh, it's not telling you how what. Um, mm. I can't actually find the bit where he's talking about the bl about the about the block. So basically, if um, I don't see, so it's not telling you how they're how they're caused either. Um, so effects of third order zero queen. Da, da, da. Oh, I see. So I'm I'm looking at the wrong sort of brown noise here because it says how does brown noise differ from white and pink noise? White noise sounds like TV static. <laughs> uses a random mix of high and low frequencies. Pink noise, high frequencies, not as pronounced. Brown noise uses mostly low frequencies and the most soothing sound of the three. So it's ra random low frequency noise. Okay, that's this. I should try that myself. I oh, right. Try, like... So I so this is I found the paragraph. Ironically, the devices that that create damage in third order zero zero sequence harmonics in typical low voltage distribution systems are also the types of equipment most sensitive to the problems they create. The performance of the switch mode sour, the switch mode power supply, in particular the charging of its capacitor, is critically dependent on the magnitude of the peak voltage. These damaging voltage harmonics described above could be caused known what is known as flat topping of the voltage waveform. This simply described as a flattening or distortion of the AC sine wave at its peaks. In severe cases, oh, yeah. the, the user can experience office equipment, fluorescent lighting and computers resetting themselves or flashing on and off due to its own power supply's failure when the switch mode power it, supply's capacitor is not properly charged. What, and it, then, creates then it, says about, brown, uh, sorry, it creates nasty distortion as well, because if you yeah. have, like played with um, sound waves and stuff and you turn the amplification up too much, what happens mm. is, is the peaks of those notes get clipped off and mm. you hear the clipping... Like yeah. um, back when you used to use voice meter, your voice would clip occasionally, and yeah. it was like it's like very very hot. Um, yeah, and it, I, my my graphics card it gets coil wine. So if I'm getting like really high FPS, that that's when the coil wine's most pronounced. Mm. Um, don't know what that's about. Um, yeah, like like Uno says, it's probably a phase imbalance because they do mention it happens in three phase more than single phase. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you can never perfectly balance a, a three phase supply, but mm. you, you try to as much as you can. Mm. 
Yeah, because isn't that the idea behind noise cancelling um, headphones is you make a biphase signal and then what you yeah, do is... Yeah, it's the opposite, is, isn't it? It's the opposite. Of, yeah, you just rotate it 180 degrees yeah. and there, there you go. I mean, I, I remember seeing, like, there's a thing in Tomorrow's World saying, like, they could make cars and the engine noise quieter by having microphones inside the bonnet, rotating the phase of the, the signal 180 degrees. What that's to say is that if you were to imagine, like, in... Um, in one second, the sound forms a circle. If you say something is 180 degrees out of phase, it means that when you start your note, you're at 12 o'clock, and if something's 180 degrees out of phase, it is at... Um, come on. It, it's it's like it would be at 6 o'clock. On, on this article, there's a thermal image showing, it, showing an overheated neutral bar. <laughs> Woo, it's a oh. bit warm. I, I, I remember seeing was it on was it on four channel saw once about a Russian LED and it was just like some sort of nut that had been superheated <laughs> in an electrical <laughs> system. <laughs> yeah, it, Russian uh, lighting technology. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It, it, Russian. So to that's the fun. Russian electronics is always fun. I mean, I know we'd piss take off it and stuff, but I, I like um, people's like do the quirky Russian synthesizers, which sound different. Not not better, not worse, but they sound different to uh, the Western simps they were based on. Because, of course, like the Russians couldn't get hold of the same transistors. They had their own, and they had their own valves as well. And in fact, there's a modern Russian simp, which is valve-based, and it sounds beautiful. I've heard it before, and I thought to myself, yeah, when I've got more money than cents, I'll get one of those. Because... Um, uh, and that's it as well, the the Japs with the cork. That, I know this is a, a thing to do with sound as well. So, the, uh, right, two things. So, I'm sorry I can't get that spooky about it. It is going to be a bit more one of those tech episodes. There was this beautiful speaker called the Ionophane, which is a bit dangerous because it makes ozone, which when it gets into your lungs turns into hydrogen peroxide. So... Don't enjoy the Ionophane speaker indoors uh, because it's it's a bit um, dangerous. Right, so in a speaker, it, the speaker makes noise. And it, it, it what it does is it's got a diaphragm which vibrates um, using a voice call. And the voice call is a magnet. You put your audio signal in it, it makes the magnet vibrate. And that's why it's called a voice call, because it can replicate voice. Now... The ionophane, instead of doing that, because there's this big debate in, in music and high-fidelity high reproduction of sound, that, ah, well, you see, um, the diaphragm, the material of it, will have certain characteristics, because there's a big debate in, like, the speaker walls, like, should your diaphragms be made of rubber? Should they be made of paper? Should it be made of aluminium or titanium? Some people actually say reggae sounds better with an aluminium uh, mid-range and tweeter. Um, because it you've got a lot of punchy percussion in it, which it just, yeah. However, the ultimate thing would be if you had like a, a diaphragm which was made out of plasma, because then there would be no distortion from the material as you're dealing with plasma. And that's what the ionophane was. It, it was like a modified Tesla coil, I suppose you could say which creates a plasma out of the air, and uh, then you'd have a voice call manipulate this uh, plasmatic diaphragm, and based on the energies involved, it's theoretically possible that you could have a mid-range and woofer 
made out of uh, the plasma, but then you're dealing with like megawatts of power and would not be at all safe to use. So ionophanes were relegated to tweeters, and even then, the, the sort of thing of saying, use it only in a well-ventilated environment, because otherwise you're going to bleach your lungs. Um, now, I mentioned the ionophane, because I want to get into a slightly more modern thing. This is how, like, plasma, which is electric, can be affected by sound, which acoustic is pressure waves in air. Um, it's also pressure waves in solid or, or water as well, because whale song and things like that, and trains. It's pressure waves. Um, now, um, Korg uh, have a... It, it's a bit shit, really. Oh, I'll buy uh, this. Hold on one sec. I just found out something about white noise. So, according yeah. to the researchers, the putative net neural, uh, neural effects on the central auditory system are oh, numerous, but include a reduction in neural inhibition, the ability to filter unimportant information, a lengthening of the amount of time it takes for the brain to process changing signals, and a less precise and less precise cortical representations, how, how information is represented in the brain. So I, I just heard this pinging noise from my stove, and I, I got worried for a second. <laughs> so you're telling me uh, white noise causes, like, um, concentration problems? Am I um, right? It's, it's, it's weirder than that, because it says the ability to filter unimportant information. So your brain is, like, firing, firing all the time, isn't it? What's important, what's unimportant? Oh, so because the white noise is a broad broadband sound, yeah. you, you're... Your brain, your ears can't filter, and therefore it makes you go all, all funny. Yeah, because yeah. I, I assume because your brain's trying, attempting to lock onto it and uh, turn it into something useful, isn't it? Like if we're listening to speech, speech is mostly around about like one to one point five kilohertz. I could be yeah. talking bollocks, but I think it's in that range. And it's why when we get that, we'll be very sensitive to it, and we won't notice other sounds unless they're quite loud. But because I, I find as well, like sometimes if you're like in busy traffic or something like that, you can make sense out of hearing like one in three words, can't you? Or one in two words sometimes, can't you? I think I figured out what the loud noise in my stove was. What was that? Uh, it was a saucepan lid falling down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, so okay, that that's that's worth further like scrutiny actually because so could they could you use that to disorient people? I mean, that's a thing. Long yeah, because term, I long term you can because it's because um, it's all to do with the plasticity of the brain. So your so because they've da, 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 da. So, uh, a rapidly growing body of literature, largely conducted in animal models within the last decade, has now established that long-term exposure to non-traumatic noise, which is what I think they're calling white noise, is capable of inducing maladaptive plastic reorganisation of the central auditory nervous system in ways that bear striking phenomenal, phenomenological overlap with the persistent widespread dis, disinhibition of the auditory system thought to underlie tinnitus in humans. Humans. Ah, weird. Yeah, I, I, I really don't know about that. That's very interesting. So, um, unfortunately, rather than respond to any of that, because I don't know what to say, I just want to go back to my previous point about the ionophane, electricity yeah. and sound. 
So COG, um, they made this thing called the New Technology Valve, and they call it the fluorescent valve. Uh, valves aren't very efficient. They they give off a lot of heat when you turn them on, and that's why they take time to warm up because they are physically warming up. Well, but, you, li- you literally see the valve light up when you turn on a fluorescent light. Yeah, up. yeah, it's quite it's quite pretty to look at. You know, you're, you're dealing with incandescing uh, uh, cathodes and anodes. Mm. Uh, but the 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 new uh, Korg valve it in in uses a um, a gas. Um, the one I saw it was, it was glowing blue. So is that a mercury gas? I think it is mercury. Yeah, because they're saying it's. Why would they say it's fluorescent though? That's not fluorescent. That's not the important bit. The important bit is they made a new efficient valve. They did it in a, a square a package which looks a lot like an integrated circuit. Um, and it's quite pretty to look at this thing. It, it, the the application they got it for is like this base oscillator synth, which is like, oh, whilst you're playing your note, it will play one octave below. It's it's not that interesting. They were showing like playing like some 1980s funk with it, which I thought was just a bit crap. Um, but some somebody else was like saying, well. If you want to, you can actually just have the chip yourself, and then Korg suggests a, 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 a reference, like, if you want to build an amplifier with it. So there was this guy who had to go at making a, a guitar amp with it, and he noticed that when he was building it, if he nudged the circuit board, it would make these sounds. So he would just, like, gently rap with his knuckle on the pack, uh, the, the chip package, and it would make this beautiful pinging sounds, like... Imagine like you had a um, like a glass harp or uh, yeah. Imagine like the sort of like pinging sounds you could get from glass or or, or nice crystal glass. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but you're just getting it from the fact that this this gas is being agitated by the the chip being shaken about, and you says, "Well, it's just kind of nice." But then I thought, "Hang on, why don't you go a bit further?" So yeah, this this um. This valve, this fancy valve chip, which I'm going to get get up so people can see. Uh, Korg valve chip. Um, it's neon. Let's see if I can find it. Korg pitch clip? To, no, that's not it. Korg um, new valve technology. Valve technology. Let's see if I can find that. New tube, that's what they called it. Cork New Tube. Um, so I'll, I've I'm also gonna... found a bit about infrasound as well. Oh, yeah, well, that's the bit with the ghosts and, like, saying there's yeah. nice infrasound, like if you go to Gloucester Cathedral. Other cathedrals are available, by the way, but Gloucester Cathedral's one I'm particularly fond of. Um, and... But anyway, this this cork new new a new vacuum tube which puts vacuum fluorescent display technology to practical use, and it's the fact is that yeah the guy figured out oh when you tap on the chip it makes noise corresponding to you tapping on it, and yeah if you put an electric signal into it it'll amplify it and because it's a valve it has the lovely response curves which people love about valve sound, um, but like. Is another thing as well. That valve is actually working as a pickup. It's working like a, a microphone does. Now, it might not be particularly sensitive because 
you know, you, you got it in just a, a solid bit of glass there. But what if you were to actually like physically make that into a, a diaphragm, like a microphone, and just use it as a microphone pickup? Yeah. Um, and it just got me thinking to myself, like, is this uh, an application of Teslic technology or the ionophane, except you're using the plasma which is contained inside? In this case, you're using it as an amplifier, but it's picking up sound and it amplifies it. So, like, it's just, I find it's a very interesting application where actual sound pressure waves are converted to electronics. Now, the thing is, I'm saying, oh, yeah, that's really cool because you can see the plasma flickering about as you do stuff with it. And it, it's nice to have, like, a, a visual feedback of, like, the electronics because I'm the way I'm talking to you guys now, you know, the pressure waves of my vocal cords shaped by my lips and all that stuff is going into this microphone and the microphone's converting that into electric signals which are then amplified and digitized and then it's being sent on the series of tubes towards Hemi's and then from Hemi's uh, computer it's being broadcast to you guys and you know I'm going to do a zero then just say isn't it weird like when you think how mundane it is when you turn on make make a cup of tea and you turn your kettle on but there's all this technology which turns on that water and then the water to get into your house how did it get in your house and the water's clean it's just a bit weird zero if you are listening i'm not taking the piss out for you we want just you trying back. To... zero come back you know what i'm there's this song as, as i heard sports, as the sports pages would say it's a come and get me play to uh to zero yeah that's it um uh, there's a song I heard called JJ Comeback, and I'm tempted to just like redub it. And every time they say JJ, I'm just going to say Zero. Zero Comeback, dude. Zero Comeback. Yeah, that's it. Zero Comeback. Anyway, so the only thing, the thing I was got, I found a, a thing about infrasound. Um, I don't know where this table is from, but I found. Um, uh, whatever this table one is, it says we can see a notable number of applications that infrasound could possibly or has been applied for. Because uh, apparently the U the European Union has banned all testing and everything. So it says on here, so you've got infrasound. So it may affect, affect labyrinths, vertigo, labyrinthitis, I think that is, vertigo imbalance, etc. Resonances in inner organs, e.g. heart, with effects up to death. So that's just regular infrasound. Uh, can be you has, has been used in riot control, British use in Northern Ireland, apparently. So then you've really? got him, yeah, apparently. So. so this is this is prior to like the Alraj thing because that, that was like a big thing with Alex Jones. Is with um, it, one of his documentaries was he featured the Alraj, and I think it was like uh, America destroyed by design or police mm. tyranny. I think it was the one that has a megaphone on the cover. So, next sound source is infrasound from non-linear supposition of two ultrasound beams tested in Great Britain, apparently. So, this is intolerable sensations are the effects, and the targets are riot control. So, then there's another one which is infrasound again. So, so, that's, so the sound source is the infrasound. So, in, incapacitation, disorientation, nausea, vomiting, bowel spasms, effect creates... Effect ceases when generator is turned off. No lingering physical damage. Crowd riot control. F psychological operations. 
So, I mean, oh, the... there you go. I found it. Yeah, Alex Jones covered this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a there's a clip here, four minutes long. Uh, Alex Jones, and it, it, the clip says Alex Jones military attacks American citizens with sound weapons, tear gas at G two O three. So then you've got think... very low, very low frequency noise, which can be disorientation, vomiting fits, vomiting fits. Bowel spasms, uncontrollable defecation, enemy troops, that is. So that's very low frequency noise. Infrasound, turned low, tuned low frequency, high intensity. So this is anti-personnel resonances in body cavities causing disturbances in organs, visual blurring, nausea, temporary discomfort to death, anti-material embrittlement or fatigue of metals, thermal damage or... Delamination oh. of composites against well, buildings, shattering of windows, lo- localized for earthquakes. Yeah. That's that bit. Done. So you're you're telling me that these sound weapons can cause metals to go brittle? Yeah. Well, delamination as well. Delamination of um, of composites. So what is where you see like paint peeling off of like a, a a a car, for example, but there's no signs of fire. Yeah. That's what we saw both in 9-11 and, and the Iraq war. I just saw that it was like, yeah. because they were saying like, uh, well, two things. One, one goes, it was like in um, Commander Conquer Generals, which was uh, released in 2003, the three factors were terrorists, USA and China. And the USA had this microwave tank, and it was a rather useful thing, because what you could do is you could use the microwave tank to attack the enemy faction's vehicles, and it would kill the personnel inside, so you could just send one of your soldiers in to commandeer the vehicle. And that way, for example, like uh, if you had like a Chinese builder bulldozer, you could microwave it and then capture it, and then now you can build China's uh, uh, buildings. Um, but... The reason I mention that is because they're saying that uh, it's actually based on real stuff, which is sort of declassified, but then reclassified. They were using microwave weapons in... Uh, I say microwave weapons, but is it microwave weapons or is it sound-based weapons? Because it seems the same way, like, you've got a direct... Maybe it's more appropriate to say directed energy weapon. I don't know if it's sound. I don't know oh, if that's, it's microwave. That's the thing I'm reading through, Hobbit, if you want to read through it with me, is the littlefield.co. Uh, okay. the, last, the last one I put in Coral Castle. Well, I, I sort of was jumping ahead to... Because whilst you're doing that, I wanted to back you up with corroboration on something called an Alrad. And there's this thing from um, 12 years ago, actually, still on Reddit. It's not been deleted. And this was talking about Alex Jones saying that they were using these sound weapons on protesters in G20. And the top thing says, I just got home from G20 as a protester. I can in this particular case, while my ears are still ringing, my eyes still watering, vouch for this report. Not only that, but the assholes started gassing us. I was not with Alex Jones' group or anywhere near, but I was with a group of protesters protesting peacefully that was attacked by the National Guard by these sonic weapons to drive us all away. You know what else pissed me off? I was right by those ear-splitting machines, the Alrad, and I believe may have actually caused damage. Yeah, it did. When they stopped with the noise, just before they had fun gassing us, I tried to talk with these guys to see if there was any sort of reasoning. I asked them if they knew what they were doing and they, why they were doing it. Of the eight I talked to, three responded as if I 
if they were superior beings, two threatened physical harm to me, and two basically called me a terrorist. One had the courtesy just to not say or do anything. I've never been more pissed off in my life. I just got back from Iraq nine months ago after serving five years, exclamation marks. So here's um, some more stuff. I think these are the actual practical stuff they've done. So infrasound from banks of very large speakers and high power amplifiers not yet existing, requiring new cooling design and new materials. Uh, so the effects of... So yeah, so yeah, an amplifier that goes to eleven. So the effects of this are discomfort, disorientation, nausea, vomiting. Target would be hostage rescue, crowd riot control, psychological operations, which is pretty. That's pretty dark, and it's psychological operations. I know it's dark, but I'm just yeah. saying, why not make ten louder? So yeah, this one high power. High power, very low frequency acoustic beam weapon being developed in conjunction with SARA by ARDEC, ARDEC, and LANL. Phased array setup allows smaller size, about one me one me millimeter squared, on small vehicle, smaller or later in the future. Smaller later in the future. Discomfort, like standing near large air horn, certain frequencies and intensities. So target would be protect U.S. overseas facilities, e.g. embassies, riot control. I did put a picture of a um, a jeep carrying an LRAD weapon like a couple of months ago because we got into the subject of LRADs. Yeah. And they have them at all of the big protests and everything now. If you go to a protest without earplugs, then you're insane. So this is I, I, this is the one you're talking about, Hobbit. Very low frequency acoustic bullet emitted from antenna dishes being investigated at Ardeck. A con offensive capability against personnel in bunkers or vehicles. Is this the is this the uh, heart attack gun that uh, Alex Jones was talking about? Uh, no, the heart attack gun is is a is a different. One actually, the heart attack gun's a different bunch of different things. Is the heart attack gun? An icy poison dart which causes a heart attack. Is the heart attack gun a microwave beam which causes fibrillation of the heart's pacemaker? Um, because it, th those are the two heart attack guns I know of. Um, but Alex Jones, this was mentioning about the G20 protests, what, 12 years ago now. And uh, it was like the big thing is like. Yeah, they were using what's called an ALRAD. And I didn't know we were talking about ALRADs maps ago because I haven't thought about them for years. Yeah, they um, use ALRADs. I remember them talking about it, actually. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, with, with all of this like crowd control and right expression thing, they always come up with this new technology saying it's less lethal. And like, yeah. oh yeah, th this is less likely to like kill someone because they, they well, sh surely, they've shown... Well, vi vibrating your organs can't have any long-term effects, can it, Hobbit? Well, um, <laughs> ask ask uh, single cat ladies about vibrating certain organs. They'll, they'll <laughs> tell you about num numbness and loss of feeling. And uh, never mind. I'm trying to avoid vibration. Vibration white vagina. Is that what you're saying, Hubbard? <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's not delve down that rabbit hole. <laughs> well, um, you know, you, you've heard of you heard of the thing, haven't you? Vibration white finger. Which is what happens to people who use power power tools a lot. So I don't. So are you saying cat ladies are getting vibration white vagina? You know what? I I used to use uh, lathes and chop saws quite a lot in my previous work, and I get numbness in my fingers. Um, I never realised it was like I thought. It, 
So that's like a type of repetitive strain injury, then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's an industrial it's an industrial industry. It's the injury. It's taken very seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I think probably the the worst one of it was using the router because you'd be using it for long periods of time and. Uh, I I really like using the router, and I I could be very precise with what I was doing. I I'm not an artistic man by any means, but I could do sculptures with with routers. I, right, I so vibration white finger, also known as hand arm vibration systems or dead finger, is a secondary form of Raynaud's syndrome, with industrial injury an industrial injury triggered by continuous use of vibrating handheld machinery. The use of the term vibration white finger has generally been superseded by in professional usage by the broader concept of HAVS, which is hand-arm vibration syndrome. Although it's still used by the general public, the symptoms of vibration white finger are the vascular component of HAVS. Um, and what so about it affects, Yeah, it have not feeling in your finger. It is a yeah. disorder that affects the blood, blood vessels, nerves, muscles and joints of the hand, wrist and arm. Best known effect is vibration-induced white induced white finger a term introduced by the industrial injury advisory council in 1970 injury can occur at frequencies between 5 and 2000 hertz but the greatest risk for fingers is between 50 and 300 hertz so like to fuck up your finger you only need between 50 and 300 hertz of it wow that's uh yeah okay well, no, well I, I previously to that I, I was saying that uh, but this less lethal weaponry. Oh, it's so like just saying... a couple more. So the tingling or whiteness or numbness in the fingers, blood vessels and nerves affected. Fingers change colour, blood vessels affected, and then you get loss of manual dex 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 dexterity. So if they fuck you up too too long with this stuff, they could have let. I suppose they'd just fucking kill you off, wouldn't they? I'm guessing it's literally shaking your very cells apart because, it, like, yeah. if if you shake cells enough, that will cook them. Hmm. Well, wouldn't you separate the blood cells or something like that? Isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, the blood cells get shaped by, I'm saying, all of these organs, they can only take a certain amount of vibration before the actual... Uh, because you've got eukaryotic cells, which is what we're eukaryotes, um, are very... Have very oh, thin tactical! Tactical, not well, no, tactical. We don't Bruce have cell walls. Who knows? We Who knows mentioned Who knows mentioned a good one? Do you remember the Welsh town where, where there was the mass suicides? Was it no. Bridge End? I, I don't know anything about this. Uh, the suicide epidemic in... I think it's Bridge End. Oh, was that one of those like CIA guy ops, like Operation Gladio, where they burnt like, uh, buses full of school children in Italy and poisoned... Uh, no, because uh, they never really... Th th there was no name... No, yeah, it's got a Wikipedia page, Bridge End suicide incidents. Oh right, but I'm wondering if that was part of Operation Gladio because, like, literally, like, I'll add that. CIA I'll add that to was the doing research. You can have a look. Um, nothing was the ever. The CIA was doing t terrorism. No nothing was ever asked, asked or denied of it. So I don't know. Oh, um, I can't say then. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just know the CIA are up to glow ops. Like, they, they would also like contaminate like flour with ergot, so cause people to have. Um, what was it called, Saint? James's dance fever on it's like something like when when people are like they got ergot poisoning and they go crazy in delirium because it 
It's it's more poisonous than an LSD. In which so there you go. Of, of, of twenty six of twenty six people who died by suicide between January two thousand and seven and February two thousand nine, all but one yeah, died Ian from says hanging. Bridge end. Yeah. yeah. Tactical Droid says we can have yeah. an episode on light and colours. I've seen all that you're saying in the comments, and to this day, I still don't understand why paint produces a different result than light when combining colours, and why primary colours of light are different to primary colours of paint. That makes no sense to me. I don't get yeah. it. Um, and also, I'm not a very visual person, so maybe there's some sort of relation to it. Like, mm. I, I've got... I've got I'm not colour blind. I've got normal sight. I mean, I've got a bit short-sighted, but then again, who's not this day and age? Um... But I'm just not a very visual person. Like, if my keys are on the table, and, like, the wallet's on top of them, even though I can see the keys, I can't actually see the keys, if that makes sense. And uh, image recognition, that's the—that's what it's called. Uh, that, that was, like, I seem to remember that was a plot in the first Terminator, when they're getting all the machinery on in that plant, because they're saying, like, all the motion will confuse the Terminator, and it, it won't be able to see us. Yeah. Um, and, don't, and don't forget the don't forget the plasma rifle in the forty watt range. Yeah, a, a forty watt plasma rifle. Yeah, um, I just keep thinking like the, the energy the, efficiency is uh, pretty good in the future, isn't it? Oh, I was going to say that. You know, but hey, you know that's why it's ahead of its time because you sort of figured out like, hey, yeah, I'm, um, you know, LEDs and stuff, right? Yeah, great plasma yeah. with LEDs. Yeah. Well, I oh, think that about stuff. that about does us for tonight, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, I, I, I don't have anything else to say. Well, not yeah. that anything related to the show. That is, I've got uh, plenty of other things to say. Go away, go away now. Except, oh no, stay spooky. It's Thursday. Isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Woo.